This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamers Escape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm Sinitra, and joining me today is our newest permanent host, Bird of Chess. Dance Hello. Bill Dance. Yes. Bill Dance. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, we also have joining us uh, Domitian and Arcane. Hello. And they're, they're going to join us to talk about the healer role quest and what it's like to be a healer. What is it like to be a healer? Go. Just kidding. Um, first, before we do that, uh, we're going to... We have some news. We have uh, a little bit of news. Some stuff you already know. For example, uh, the letter from the producer live, part LV. I don't know what actual number that is. Uh, it's Friday, October 18th at 4 a.m. PDT, which is a good is time 55? for me. Fif- is it? I think it might be. We can Google it later. <laughs> um, and our October 19th episode, which is next week, uh, we'll cover that. So if you like to sleep at 4 a.m. PDT, then join us later uh, and we'll tell you about it. <laughs> I'll be awake because I'm a weirdo. Um, as we've been told 500 million times, Garo is ending. Promise. It's for real. Uh, if you don't have everything you want from Garo, go do that stuff. Like, you gotta get that little gun and that invisible shield. I don't know if they're ever gonna give us an invisible shield ever again. Like the paladin uh, shield? Butterfly headpiece. You get oh, that yeah. through PvP, it's all totally worth it, that Garo gear. Black mage um, paintbrush. Yes. <laughs> if you hate PvP or have terrible uh, cues or whatever, you can get the non-diable versions at uh, the Gold Saucer. So, you have options if you are limited on time or patience. <laughs> Um, uh, patch 5.1 Vowels of Virtue, Deeds of Cruelty. How I mentioned I love this title. Uh, there's a special site, as they do with the expansions, and it's live now. Uh, to get that link, you can head over to the Lodestone. It's there prominently. Uh, I looked through it because I was like, ooh, and uh, our discussion on the Grand Cosmos dungeon that we had. We're like, oh, where is it? Oh, where is it? Where is it? If anybody has gone to look at it yet, the trees in the pictures, we've got three new pictures, they're purple. Like Lakeland. So mm-hmm. Lakeland, then. Yeah. Lakeland. So that's where I'm thinking it is. Uh, I'm sad, though. Like, I read it, and it's like, you have to go face this mage that made it his home. I was like, what if I just want to make friends with him? I don't really want to fight this mage. Like, He's just trying to chill. Give him a Yeah, <laughs> just right? relax in. He turned on some Netflix, and now people are storming his house. You know, this is not cool. Very rude. Really, really rude. Um, we had another dev blog post. These things are cool if you don't check them out. Uh, they give little details that sometimes the live letters don't cover. For example, uh, there's a little write-up on ensemble mode for performance. Uh, they talk about the metronome feature. Uh, you can make small adjustments, such as whether to synchronize notes with every beat or to have a two-beat countdown for the performance. That's like a personal thing you can do for your metronome. Uh, so do you need to be in a party? Yes, for the ensemble mode. But for the metronome, you don't. You can do that solo. Okay. Which is super handy. It's just being implemented at the same time. Uh, it can be activated in party with friends oh. and will bundle the notes played by each member in the party and send them to the server together. So it takes away that like timing issue. That oh, you that's might pretty have. cool. Yeah, right? Like, 
Is this the same thing they're going to use for ninja mudras, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> would be nice. I'm not ex ex like 100% sure how that would work, but I'm not a programmer, so. Yeah. Uh, two additional uh, sound settings will be coming with it. Uh, all, it's going to be all members, the title of it. Uh, and that means it plays all party member sounds, so you'll be able to hear your sounds and everybody's sounds. Or uh, self-only, which will just turn everybody else in the party off, so you can just hear you and concentrate on what you're playing. That's it's kind of a thing in music. Like, you kind of maybe have some headphones on and just listen to what you're doing as you're fiddling or whatever. Um, but yes, that's just so you can concentrate on your notes if you're really into this, taking this seriously and trying to put together a, a real ensemble. They're going to add five new brass instruments, uh, trumpet, trombone, tuba, horn, and sax. And they're also adding, uh, like, if you're not sure how to read music, it's basically uh, the, a rhythm game. I don't know how they're going to get the songs in there if you have to, like, pre-add them yourself. Well, consider that they already have a Final Fantasy rhythm game yeah. on oh. DS. That was, that was my other question. Like, are, do you have to program it? Or are they going to give you a list of songs? Because that would be I nice. I yeah, have a feeling awesome. it's probably going to be a list because they already are like, you can play stuff from the game, just don't play it from other games. <laughs> so, that would be super great. Suddenly, we also have a rhythm game. Yeah. I, would, I would like, I don't do performance stuff because I don't really know any songs. I don't know music. But if it's a rhythm game, I'll probably spend more time in that. Do you think they'll give us MGP for playing the rhythm game? Because then I would play it all night, you know? I like, could only hope. Fun. God, yeah. that would be so good. I would farm and go to the gold days. saucer. What if we Maybe have rhythm there's... battles? Like we fight against people. They could have like a special gate. Yeah. yeah. They have to be a bard Just... to do. Or <laughs> even <laughs> if you're not a bard. Side story in the background. <laughs> not a bard. You can do it so you can get a taste of bardship. And you could be like, oh, I want to do this outside of the gold saucer event. I <laughs> so like it. I like, like it. Add a, a little counter for how much you mess up and then you can compare and it's a contest suddenly uh, also relevant to music you can now pre-order the Eorzean Symphony Final Fantasy 14 Orchestral Album Volume 2 goes on sale Wednesday December 11th if you want to wait for it but you can pre-order it now if you're really into that uh, yes <laughs> The last little bit of news we have here, uh, do not panic as I read these words. <laughs> Square uh -oh, Enix support for Windows 7 of Final Fantasy XIV will end on January 14th, 2020. This does not mean if you're still on Windows 7 that you won't be able to play the game. They say you will likely be able to play Final Fantasy XIV on Windows 7 systems even after the end of support. However, after they discontinue support, they will no longer be able to provide support for problems arising as a result of the operating system. So if it's a problem related to anything else besides Windows 7, they can still help you. But if you have a problem with your game that is being caused by it running on Windows 7, you are SOL. That's all that means. You'll still be able to play the game on Windows 7. You just, if, if you happen to have an issue, which hopefully is, you know, a small chance, then they won't be able to help you. That's all that means. So that is all of the news. Are we ready to talk about this role quest? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How many have you guys done? All of them. All I've done all of them, yeah. All, all of the quests, yeah. I've done three. So I still done. need to do the fourth one, and then the final one that you essentially get. 
This is my favorite one. I don't know if Ooh. that's popular opinion or not, but the healer one, yeah, I yeah. think it was my yeah. favorite. It wasn't the first one I did though, so I feel like I'm biased. Like maybe I like it because it was funny. the first one I did. I feel like because it was the first one I did, I didn't like it as many as Aww. much as the other ones that I did. Aww. So I ended up falling in love with the caster one. But when I went back and started thinking about the themes of the healer one, I kind of went, oh, you know what? I actually do love that. I do love what they did with that. So it's kind of a weird reversal. <laughs> I did the caster one last, and I think I was very tired at that point. <laughs> so that Aww. one's my least favorite. <laughs> Uh, also, maybe I'm not as invested in the character either. Mm. Either way, this one was my fave, and I love this NPC. Yeah. Uh, Giot, Giot, how do you guys think that's pronounced? Oh, I've been saying Giot. Giot? Yeah. Okay, we'll go with Giot, because I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know, is it like Gigi? Or did they say Gigi or Gigi? Like that little dude. Yeah. I don't Which remember. I, I play it like Vivi, so Gigi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Giada it is. Um, you can find them in the Crystarium at 10.7-15.5, which is that little nice uh, taverny area next to the uh, in rooms. The pendants. Uh, <laughs> this NPC is my favorite. I know some people don't like them, but I love them. <laughs> Just, <laughs> they're mouthy. Uh, so the level 70 quest is called Traditions and Travails. Uh, welcome to the starting quest, and meet the star NPC, Giot, a behelmed drunken dwarf. As per the norm, if you're going to help Giot out with their quest of center, send each our hunting, you have to prove how awesome you are. <laughs> so, you go and kill some random stuff in Lakeland. I mean, that's fair, right? You have to prove how awesome you are. I mean, really... yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you want to make sure that people can actually kill something before you set them out in front of an incredibly powerful enemy. So you my favorite thing. Heal them, right? Sorry. Yes, yes. No, you're good. I, I love this this thing because there's like probably every quest has at least a little. Not, that's that's an overstatement, but a lot of quests have a thing where they're like, I don't know if you're cool enough. Please go prove it by killing something. Uh, this one, you go and you prove it, and also the person you go with is like, I'm a badass, and then they get trounced. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. have their ass handed to them. <laughs> and that cracks me up. Um, whether it's because they're drunk or because they're bad, who knows? Or they're not like, drunk they're, enough. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're yeah. trying their best. That's it. We'll go with not drunk enough. They are a dwarf after all. <laughs> so um, after you basically save them because they are bad and you are good, they're like, yeah, you can come with me. <laughs> you go back to the Crystarium. And uh, though you're now questioning whether or not Giot, Giot is up to the task, you still forge on uh, after more drinking. So maybe you're right. They're, they were like, oh, that was embarrassing. I need to get more drunk, get my drunk feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need to up this level right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes you're a drunken master. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, like this, I like this theory. So, uh, do do do. They tell you that the target you're after is Safrasani, uh, the once warrior of darkness, Lamit. I'm going to say Lamit. It might be Lamit. Lamit, Lamit. I like Lamit. Lamit. Uh, Giat comments that Lamit was a sorry excuse for a dwarf. That's a very important little note yeah. for later on in the storyline. I should have, probably should have mentioned first, uh, that's not really a spoiler, but there are spoilers in this episode. So if you haven't done the healer quest, um, cover years, la 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 la, Lafell. 
a cool a cool little yes sorry i love bad jokes a cool little detail about sophrosyne is that it means uh, moderation which i thought was a cool sort of comparison with giat who is a drunk yeah She's gotta drink in moderation or you know <laughs> moderation over moderation? No, I don't know if I got to that. Uh, that's a little bit related to uh, healing, I guess. Question mark. Temperance, it, moderation. That that sort of line. I of think healing. we can touch on that later. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get heated. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's gonna be a good one once we get to the discussion. Let me tell you. We had to be like. We had to be like. Save this. Save this for the, the show. They were in it. It's going to be nice. All right. <laughs> Healers uh, do not discuss in moderation. No. We go all the way. <laughs> we go <laughs> to the top with it. So uh, how do you guys feel about the starter quest? Pretty par for the course or anything stand out to you? What do you, what? The start quest? Like yeah, this, this starting first it quest. Up? How did you, how did you feel? What did it, what did it bring up in your heart or... Whatever. I, I guess how to not be mean to Lollafil, so I'm gonna give that to someone else. Okay. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Look, I would like to stand here as a staunch advocate for Lollafels, although I do not play one. I do okay. love them. So um, I guess with that, I was kind of delighted that they decided to take this twist with Shadowbringers. Where, I mean, for so long, when you compare fantasy races with what we're getting in Final Fantasy XIV racially, the Lalafell technically fall into that dwarf category, right? Like normally in a Western fantasy, you'd have your dwarfs and then you'd have, you know, the elves and all these other things. So the fact that they've always kind of broken that tradition is like fantastic. It's really wonderful for the base game, but it was kind of funny to now go back with this, you know, setting and this story and say, well, what if we actually made them kind of fulfill that genre trope? And in true fashion, I mean, when I was starting out with this, I was like, well, Giat, Giat's a drunk dwarf, I guess. <laughs> like, and I wasn't yeah. really sure where the quest was going to take me because I, I personally, at least, and I'm curious to hear what everybody else thinks, I did not like Giat at the beginning. I sat there and I was like, I have no, to spend No, me neither, because I was like, yet another chain? mean Lollafell. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably the outlier here because I was like, this is perfect. They're, they're completely true to themselves. I'm okay with this. I, I love I love this NPC. I'm with you. <laughs> they're, they're ridiculous and just cursing and calling you terrible names. And yeah, and totally I'm like, fine hey. with you being like, you're a dick. They're like, yes, I am. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, this is completely fine. They're not like conniving, like people like to assume all Lolafels are. Mm -hmm. They're just straight out putting it on the table. They're like the old dogs. Yeah, no, yeah. no old dog here. Yeah, I I'm do drunk have to and say I'm proud. I'm a little bit sad that Giat themselves was not a healer because I think it would have been hilarious to have a healer character that was just like, F all you guys. And then, oh my gosh. I'm getting drunk. And then just like, what? I'm never going to heal. I'm just going to DPS. That would have been so nice. Oh my God. I would have laughed so hard. I mean, can you imagine this quest if that character had literally been a healer that refused oh. to? Yeah. The opposite of that little girl in oh, the very man. start of the conjure. It's like I only heal, and I'm like, oh boy. So, so I I was kind of thinking like I thought it was interesting that they went with a character who wasn't a healer. But now that you've presented this idea, I would have preferred that. 
<laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Giat still is very good and turns into a very good character. But Drunk that would have been a healer. Yes, please. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it would have been so good. So the 72 quest called Affronts and Allies. These are way less edgy than the tank quest titles, by the way. Uh, so this dwarf never stops drinking, like ever, ever. But it, it doesn't seem to slow them down. Uh, we now know it's because they are a drunken master. Thank you very much, Arcane, for filling that, that gap in. <laughs> they suggest you head to Kalusia to observe your prey, and that the easiest way to draw them out is to beat up some Sin Eaters that Sephrosny might then come and heal. Uh, that's a stretch in logic if I ever heard some, but, but apparently that's what happens. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they show up. They're like, stop beating up my friends. Um, but as soon as they do, you get an echo vision. So, so helpful. In your vision, I guess it's a short vision, you see Lamit meeting Arbert. And uh, when you come to, you regroup with Giat at the Crystarium to figure out how to prevent this healing thing. So uh, basically all of that, that whole quest is about you going, uh, meeting Sephrosyne and being like, oh, the problem here is that they can heal Sin Eaters. That's it. How do we feel about that? Well, I feel weird because I am an Elizin male, and I'm very big and tall. Mm -hmm. How did this dwarf get me out of combat? How did this dwarf drag me away from this bad situation while I was having you, my little echo you episode? you got to remember that yeah. Lollafells are very strong, pick up, right? They're, they're essentially as strong as Rogadins. They can pick oh. up Rogadins and carry them and throw them and do whatever they need. Yeah, this little drunk, this yeah. little drunk just dragged <laughs> me along. <laughs> And since and since Giat's a drunken master, yeah, even more powerful. Look, I'm just saying that if you sassed Giat, which I feel like you probably did, as we now know your your yeah. feelings on Lalafell, yeah, yeah, maybe Giat just Pick just you. tied you up, <laughs> just tied you up, and then hung you off the back of the chocobo and dragged you yeah. all the way. I mean, we. I mean, <laughs> I would deserve it. So yeah, you have you have one of those punt Lalafell uh, attitudes. So they were like turnabouts. Fair play and just booted yeah, you all yeah. the way back, right? Probably it. I mean, this, this is an interesting one, I guess, because the nature of Sin Eaters is something that I think we're really going to be having to think about if if they ever take us over to the void. And we have like a few little hints that maybe there's going to be something there with our raid and, and with the meta quest here after all of the you know role quests. There's a feeling that there is something we may have to do over there a, a reflection to the to the first that is the world consumed by light but we have a big, couple of characters from the void now don't we, we do we do so the question is we, were we able to save the first because of the fact that there were still people there who were living and 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 or sentient or is there any hope for the void if they have been completely consumed? And the idea of like resurrecting sin eaters, healing sin eaters, like these sorts of things, I think could play into somewhat the ideas of rebalancing Aether. Um, so, I mean, while this isn't the most exciting quest, it does give us at least some idea of, of kind of how sin eaters, you know, can be affected or resurrected or, um, that there could still be care and compassion to some degree with, with this, you know, as we find out later on with this particular character, it's, it's interesting. So I think there's a little bit there that we could use to explore. There might be uh, a little bit more with the Eden storyline as well, because you're basically restoring Aether to the world, right? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. What, what has made the void is the fact that all of the creatures in it were like, om nom nom with the Aether, right? Yeah. So, there, you're right. There could actually be hope. I'm just sitting over here. <laughs> Void's haunted. <laughs> you right. 7.0. <laughs> she ready. She ready. I don't mean to be Debbie Downer again, but I'm like, you know that ukulele kid? I don't know how to say their name. When you go talk to them. Ukulele? Yeah. Ukulele kid. When you talk to them, they have nothing to you say. And I was just like, please say something. Like, tell me something cool. You're also from the void. I want to hear about it. Because they spoiled the whole Shadowbringers. Like, when you talked to them before, they're like, you're going to go to a place drowning in light. I was like, yeah, okay, crazy kid, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> please tell me. Little that, did I know. Please tell me that with our ensemble patches, we are actually yeah. going to get an additional patch that just gives <laughs> Anukali a ukulele. And a he'll ukulele? just for you in an ensemble if you go over to it. <laughs> The void's a really sad place. <laughs> All my friends are dead. Strum, strum, strum. Be really bad. Oh, I just wish the NPC had something to say because I feel like it's kind of a plot hole. Like, wouldn't we have more information? I don't know. I don't know. I feel I mean, that way about dragons too, though. Like, we have the Allegans. Where do they go? Well, let's just ask the dragons. They've been around forever, and yet no one has asked them anything. I feel as I though know. they are definitely setting that up as a possible link, right? Like, yeah, never expected that we were going to get Crystal Exarch and all these things um, moving forward and that they would play into an entire expansion. And I feel like they're using those as threads. I mean, threads that could easily be explored. And even the meta yeah. quest after all of these kind of reinforce Anukali as a point of contact, as well as some of the, the um, eight-man raid stuff that we've been doing, where it's like, oh, hey, all of this maybe a lead in if and if and when they decide to explore this in some kind of x-pack or story yeah. line, you know i'm still over here trying not to giggle about ukulele <laughs> i don't i don't i wasn't even going to attempt it i'm just like if i say it they'll know who i'm talking about <laughs> oh i'm glad you did because i was like what is this a game i don't know <laughs> i mean probably it could be after this it is now yes <laughs> we know photoshop we got this <laughs> So the uh, level 74 quest, the scientific method, that's absolutely what you go and do. But first, more drinks. That's what you start with. Yes. You have to, <laughs> Giat has to keep that drunk level up. No, Giat's most powerful at at least 10 plus drink. So. Oof. Oof. There's I kind actually... of expected all the dwarves to be like that, but they really weren't, were they? Are you sure they not. weren't all always drunk? We oh, don't know. Right. They could be you're doing right. that behind closed doors. Like most of us true. can't get in there. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, I'm banned. I can't get in there's there. There's a there's a note actually uh, in in these these summaries on Gamerscape uh, where they're talking about how Giot is drinking 100 percent on the time. But how do they do it through their helm? Like how they get the how they get the liquid through straw? A little straw through the. Yeah, like a little straw. I feel like there has to be, if all dwarves do this, I feel like there has to be like a beard switch or something where you just like lift it. Maybe there's like a little hole in the mask under the little beard mustache, (laughs) right? Maybe you just take the. That there's a straw hidden in the beard now. (laughs) Straw and beard is very good. Maybe you just take the whole drink and just dump it over your face and whatever gets in through the cracks and or into your eyeballs is just kind of what you. And that's why they always have to drink because they don't actually get that much in. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and that's also why Giot is grumpy because they got some in their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> that's what made them fail in combat. It was because they didn't have enough to drink, and they also had Mist. beer in their eye. Mist. Oof. And I mean, it's the end of the world, right? So 
if I were in her, their shoes, I would also be drinking a lot. <laughs> like, a lot. You're not wrong. Why not? They're yeah. close enough to uh, Yulmore that the... What would you, you even call that? Overly... Over, the binging. We'll say binging. It's, it's Overindulgence? Yeah. Yeah. Over, that's, that's a better word for it. Overindulgence. The capital of overindulgence. Yes. Yeah. So, uh... Though neither one of you has had uh, any sudden epiphanies as to how to defeat Sephrathi. Yeah. I even got this one right, and now it's garbled. Jiat has had a few ideas on how to further your investigation. So you set out to observe the differences between your healing on a Sanitor and Sephrathi's, which is, you know, that's science. It is. You have you have your your. What do they call those? Your groups? Your, your we... controlled groups? Yes, yes, your controlled groups. <laughs> there you go. Science. It's been a long time since I had to do a science project. Seance. <laughs> yes. So you head to Mordsuk, where Jiat is once again drinking. This is mentioned a lot. Just go with it. Uh, <laughs> claiming that a healthy diet of alcohol serves to improve dormant battle readiness. <gasps> You're right. It was there I mean, the whole time. Arcane knows what up. Arcane is yeah. a Lollafell, so. <laughs> She's like, uh, I don't know if you know, but I did this quest and I paid attention. Arcane's like, I uh, I have my food on. I pop my I'm ready for this ride. Let's go. You just understand because it's it's part of your heart. It's part of you. Do I am inside. <laughs> Uh, so after your lesson on the similarities between a Dorvan stomach and a cast iron cauldron, you head off to test your healing. As expected, your magic does nothing to a senator. It is dead. You can do nothing to help it. Uh, and you conclude that traditional healing won't work because senators are not actually alive, which is a very good point. Um, I'm kind of wondering why this was never found out prior to and why you had to do an experiment to learn it, but... It's probably, probably for the benefit of the player, right? Yeah. So yeah. this still doesn't answer the question about how to prevent uh, Sephrosity from resurrecting Sin Eaters, though. It just tells you a little bit more about them. So you go back to the Crystarium to figure stuff out, think about uh, what else could possibly lead you in a direction where you actually answer your question, and also more drinks. How more drinks, yes. More drinks. How do we feel about more this quest? I remember thinking of old Final Fantasies where, you know, if you fight something that's undead, you can throw a phoenix down in it and it'll yeah. kill it. Yeah. That's what mm -hmm. it made me think of. And I was like, so what do I do? Can I throw a bomb at it and will it heal it? Like, is it? No. <laughs> no, because <laughs> bombs wouldn't work either. It well, would, what would work? Because I know with bombs, if you use fire magic, it would heal it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's true. So you'd probably have to use something that was light aspected. Yeah. Right. And I was like healing, expecting though. it to be some kind of aspect thing but we don't have any elements on our spells technically mm -hmm. it is really interesting i mean if this is a being that's aether has been corrupted so thoroughly that it really raises these questions about what the nature of healing is like you were saying do we have aspects to the spells we cast are we able to restore life force like, how exactly does that work in lore? I mean, are we taking Aether and supplementing Aether in a being to, like, hypercharge their healing? Are we, um, is it like a balance of the different elements in their bodies that we then 
you know, recover somehow. And then the idea that something that might have been light corrupted is so far gone that whatever we use for our spells would not actually affect them. And yet Sophrosyne is somehow able to, um, possibly because of the natural alignment of whatever aether or light infused aether that Sophrosyne has, or possibly even, I mean, I don't know, we, we could reach this all the way back to things with the with Heidelin even, you know, is this something that is affiliated with that source? I, I don't know, it's very interesting. Uh, just to sort of confirm, Glare and Dia, they're unaspected, they're not light? I'm pretty sure they're unaspected. That's so I would have to log in to check. Like, yeah, it looks like it ought to, to be light. light, right? But It does, yes. yeah. Yes. You would think, I guess in the case of uh, something like light, and there's also uh, things you would consider probably dark magic, and those are also unexpected, like scathe, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm super And, like, curious. every Dark Knight spell ever yeah. looks like darkness, <laughs> yeah. but it says unaspected. I know that. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that is. I don't know. It's, it's super curious. I thought that with the first, we would get more information because we know that some of the healers are tied into a tradition of white magic, which you would think would be light-aspected Aether. And I thought we were going to get more about that with the, um, I mean, gosh, like Mach and all of that, where you see these civilizations that were built on light magic. We even now, if you go into some of the dungeons there with, with um, Omdipur and stuff, we see the same creatures that are at least visually to us. Yeah. Kiri or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It completely changed my mindset on those dungeons. And I started going, Oh my gosh, did they transform their own people into these guardians and somehow manage to tame them and then imprison them here. And it's just, it's really interesting because we didn't get those connections across the world, but it made me think a lot about the tradition of white magic and, and the healing that comes from it. So I was a little surprised that that wasn't in this quest or mentioned in this quest at all. I actually uh, got Amdura Hard in a roulette the other night and walking up to these these things that we've seen uh, so many of now in the first, I was like, oh, let's let's see if there's any differences. I feel like, and this is you know just my perception, I didn't go back to check with uh, any of the Forgiven uh, mobs, but I feel like the ones in Amdapur look more stone in texture. Yeah, they do. They, they look do. more gray. All right, so... Maybe the the form is like a thing that that holds true across light creatures, but they couldn't quite form them out of nothing because there's no flood of light. So instead they were like, here's some rocks, creature, and it took that form. Yeah, it could be an interesting reflection of that light element again. And then you wonder once more, like, where do those templates come from? Is this something that ties into the Heidelin source or, or something with the creatures that were created in her image? Or is this just a weird natural reflection of light ether in the entire universe? I, I have no idea. Well, if you think about uh, things of different elements across all of all of the creatures, you have sort of a theme with stuff that is dark. You even have stuff uh, like fire creatures. They uh, they look a little bit different. They have a, a certain look to them. And maybe in a world that is like full of fire. Where do creatures... we have fire creatures besides Eureka? I'm, I'm thinking mostly elementals, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but the um, Aether does seem to manifest in, in certain ways. And I mean, yeah, you can even look at, I guess, the primals that are almost reflections of those elements. I mean, Ifrit and things like that. They're, they're, I think there's something to be said there, possibly, about them being, again, a manifestation not only of people's envisioning of that, but of the actual like aspect of the Aether. Could be. And, Ooh. you know, even when we craft stuff, all the crystals have all their different elements for crafting, so... 
That's something to think about, too. But do we have light and dark crystals? I don't craft all that much anymore. So we I have think... unaspected ones. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <Because> of unaspected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another, another complete tangent, but uh, it, wouldn't it be funny, and this, this totally isn't going to happen, but wouldn't it be funny if uh, our our source had light and dark backwards, right? We go to the first, we realize we're, we're discussing these things in reverse of how they actually function. Uh, would it be funny if our spells are labeled unaspected because ultimately the characters don't really understand how it works? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't understand it. So <laughs> well, the funny thing, the funny thing is back in like 1.0 and 2.0 or something, there were elemental aspects for things. Like you could actually meld to have yeah. elemental resistances and that out. to. And when and you there, pick your god, right? When yeah. you're starting? Yeah. And when you were crafting, there were some elemental aspected crafting recipes that you had to use the appropriate crafting element to get better effectiveness when crafting it. I feel like they wanted to do more with it, but it would be so tedious. Like, remember yeah. Molten Core going in there with your fire resistance gear? Like, who wants to do that again <laughs> in Final Fantasy? Right? Or even like, in Eleven, like... Yeah, tedious. Face the right way, craft on the right day. We don't want that. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> yeah. here. Which they've they've obviously removed that because they removed the uh, elemental materia in Stormblood, and they removed the elemental crafting abilities in uh, just in Shadowbringers. Mm -hmm. So they're yeah. slowly removing it. I think it's just because it's too tedious to keep track of to but it does around, make a yeah. good story it does make for a good story yeah i mean and it definitely brings to light and i think shadowbringers did too the different elemental aspects that are at play and when it comes to these quests and things it makes sense to examine sort of what the magic what i mean everything from the magic that we use on a daily basis to the primal summoning to all these different things now they fit into this bigger picture in a way that we've just sort of had clarified so it's interesting to think about what sway does that have um, how do these different elements in balance affect each other and out of balance affect each other? And, you know, with healing spells, what does that mean for, I mean, like we were saying, recovering, healing, resurrecting, or reversing aether imbalances like this? It's. The Kridania has a lot of very interesting lore in 1.0 all about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like their city was entirely different. <laughs> they had things, people called wildlings that were like tamed by the elementals. Yeah. They were pretty much did too much green wrath right so they had all these very different things they, they seem to have a lot of really big ideas for what they wanted to do with the story but it was just like a lot it was just too much i think too soon like a lot of the 1.0 lore is just lost to time but it's like this healing versus like using your own aether like that little girl in the conjurer quest or using the aether around you and depleting the world of aether which is going to cause another calamity and that's what people chalked the calamities up to was people taking the aether from the world like too much right Magic's so dangerous. No, Which is funny because it's actually the opposite, isn't it? Yeah, we learned the truth. Yeah, we learned the truth. So it's pretty interesting how they switch so that around completely. They go over that in the Black Mage quest, too. If you've done all yes. the Black Mage quests up to 70. Like, yeah. there's the whole thing with, oh gosh, I don't remember her name. Shantoto? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they call Shantoto. her something else, though. But they call her something else. Yeah. And they go through all of that because she was like, uh, she created destructive magic and it was forbidden and stuff like this. But yeah. for all intents and purposes, it wasn't actually the magic that was bad, but rather people trying to use it wrong and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And they keep trying to play on these elements of 
it's not so much these things that happen that are bad, but it's rather the uh, will of individuals. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I love how this this teeny tiny quest uh, that gives us almost no information uh, made us think so much. I love yeah. that. Ah, uh, because because they're like, here's a tidbit, and we're like, huh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that lore book. Like, I'm looking forward to this one. This is yes. gonna be a good lore book. Yes. It's gonna be really big, I think. I love it. I want it. I can't wait. So level seventy six, the lost and the found. Getting a little edgier, but not too edgy. Uh, so all day, every day drinks, but also Giat just happened to hear a conversation, just happened to hear a conversation uh, or a convenient rumor about uh, the virtue's whereabouts. So given your limited current options on what the heck to do, you go to check out the Raktik Greatwood, which is where Sophrosyne is rumored to have been spotted. Uh, there, after more drinks, <laughs> you go out to use your tried and true method of drawing out Sophrosyne by killing random junk. Uh, Sin eaters, specifically. <laughs> Not not trees, not the tomato guys, senators specifically. For a second, I thought you said by killing random drunks. And I was like, <laughs> I, was like I don't remember us murdering other Lollafells. <laughs> this story. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, it would have been relevant, right? Maybe you were drunk when you were going through it. You were, you know, character character playing <laughs> I mean, yes, you know, yes like you said earlier she was a healer a drunken healer i can't relate to anything more than that like you know i didn't want to say it i didn't yeah. want to call you out like that. <laughs> uh, you're my friend yeah yeah i know i know i i don't drink in raid no that's that's my like one rule yeah if you show up Something drunk you're gonna regret it yeah Not i I may have uh, been told to drink during raid because I played better. <laughs> yeah, that's you your really trip. do understand the drunk foo. Yeah. It's your lala spirit coming through. <laughs> oh my god, dwarf spirit. This is getting this is getting dwarf too spirit. too deep, you guys. I'm, I'm a little scared of the, the parallels here. So uh, it works, and uh, the fallen the meat appears, but the echo, with its ever convenient timing, knocks you out. Uh, it shows you another vision of Lemit's uh, past, uh, one in which the first warriors of uh, light travel to the first warriors of light they belong to uh, travel to the ruins of Ronka, and Lemit secures the healing power that Sephrosyne now wields uh, in the form of a little crystal that's kind of familiar to us at this point. Yeah. So you uh, you wake up and you tell. Giat about this, who miraculously was able to save you from an untimely death at the hands of Sophrosne. It's because so I got another chocobo ride getting yes. dragged behind. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They're super, <laughs> super drunk at this point. So they were able to fend off Sophrosne and just like princess you back to wherever. Uh, new details come to light that Lamit's purpose in seeking the restorative magic was to save her sister from a fate yet unknown. And your buddy Giat seems to have an inkling of what this uh, might be, oh, of what might be ailing Lamit's sister. Do you like that? Look at you. Yeah. You're like, no, I hate ailing. it. Ailing. I'm face palmed right now. Spelled A L E dash I N G here in the recap. Ailing. <laughs> Love me <Yes>. some puns. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So uh, you finally have a solid lead to follow. Excellent. Wonderful. Beautiful. How do we feel about this quest? I didn't think about this. Well, we because of our conversation. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's possible. We know that, like, um, well, Minfilia 
was able to turn back the flood of light as a, you know, basic, basically like chosen of the light, right? That she has the power and or authority of Heidelin to some degree and uses this to reflect it back. And this crystal that they found that, you know, supposedly is where the source of this power comes from is, you know, what in here in your summary, what Sophrosyne now wields, I couldn't help but wonder, is this part of maybe why Sophrosyne is able to affect those who've been corrupted by light ether? Like, is it possible that in order to do anything with them, you would need to be able to almost wield Heidelin's power to some extent um, through this crystal or through the resurrection later on? That could absolutely um, be, because those crystals look exactly like the ones you start to get when yeah. Heidelin starts being like, all right, you're my buddy now. I'm going to whisper yeah. in your ear, you're not crazy. It's okay, go collect the crystals. It's fine. <laughs> go those, those have to be related somehow, right? And I really hope we, we get more about that as uh, Shadowbringers goes on. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it does play on that because a lot of Hydaelyn and Zodiac is being able to change the state of the universe at will. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Big so then stuff. maybe... If we tin hat, if I get my tin hat back on, it would be really neat if at some point we have to explore that that bond, like the power or authority that we may have wielded from Heidelin, or you know, if we touch base with Zodiac, is that possibly a way that we end up wrangling these forces? And uh, I don't know, it would, it would be kind of interesting. For sure, for sure. I really want us to actually make tin hats. I'm just gonna keep it on my desk whenever we have these theories. <laughs> just. So, uh, next quest, 78, never to return. We are getting edgier. Uh, <laughs> at, at the Crystarium. Yes. At the Crystarium, <laughs> predictably, Giot's drinking. Uh, uh, but tells you of their research venture into the Cabinet of Curiosity following your latest excursion. They turn up uh, a little about the nature of the Ronkin. No, no, they turn up nothing. They turn up little. About <laughs> the nature of the Ronkin <laughs> magic. Uh, Lamid Pursuit. Maybe it's some some special Heidelin crystal. They don't know. We don't know. We'll figure it out later. Uh, but Dorvin records have yielded a useful hint as to the whereabouts of the meat sister at the time of her travels. So you head to Tomra, the Dorvin village, to continue the investigation. The main stop on your journey to the village uh, is a network of tunnels once used to quarantine dwarves afflicted with something called stone blight, which was a uh, highly contagious illness that would turn flesh to stone, and at the time had no cure. So if you got it, you were gonna die. They shoved you in a tunnel until you turned into a rock person. That's not horrifying or anything. Yeah, that's not terrible. Mm. So, (laughs) uh, you then experience another vision, very helpfully, which uh, confirms that Lemmy did in fact uh, eventually succeed in curing her sister, yay. And, and the uh, other ones too, right? Yeah, oh. a bunch of other people in the village. Like, yeah. She found the mm-hmm. thing she needed in uh, Raktika. She headed back to her village and she saved a bunch of people who were uh, very grateful. Uh, however, in doing so, at some point, she had to remove her home, which is taboo for the dwarves. And yeah. uh, the the dwarf council or whoever's in charge, they kick her out of the, of, of the town. They're like cool thanks for you know totally saving this giant group of people but you broke tradition so get out did they kick all the people out too i forget uh they still got their helmets on and they took them off in solidarity with the person who saved them so they were like 
you're really going to kick her out. You guys are dicks. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> so very sad. Uh, yeah, it was sad. Yeah. Gave me a little tear. Was, <laughs> like, how could this happen? How could this happen to this person who risked so much to save all of these people? It really sucks. And it, I don't hate Lalfell. Not not like to meet him, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was very mad at the doors at this point in time. How about you guys? But it's 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 funny because it's really sad because she loses the connection to everything that she's ever known. And we were talking about this earlier, the themes of love that run yeah. throughout all of Shatterbirds, which has been brought up a bunch um, by the community and was obviously really intentional with the writing. But I think that this story speaks about love on so many different levels. Um, love of, you know, a group, your family, um, the love that ties you together in like a shared, you know, culture community and then love of individuals because obviously we know that her connection to this is not only that she wants to heal everybody but that her sister has been struck with the stone blight and that she goes on her journey and starts pushing these boundaries of what their community deems acceptable or unacceptable in pursuit of saving somebody that she loves deeply on an individual level so it becomes this discussion of love of community over love of you know, family tradition. or love of, yeah, like tradition, you yeah. know, those sorts of things. Um, and in that moment, I think you see this really cool kind of change where, although, yes, her community says, we do not support you and you're banished, she has a whole other portion of the community who would have never been alive if it weren't for her that says, you know what, this has made us realize that there needs to be a change. And with that, they decide to support her and they start this new life, this new culture. And it's it's tough because it's it's bittersweet, but yeah, you know that she would have never been able to do the things that she did, or you know have have realized the saving of so many people if she hadn't broken those structures of her society that you know made her feel as if she were a part of them, but that in the end weren't really what defined the home and community she should have been a part of, and mm. she had to redefine that herself, which is cool. It does make me wonder, because it was quite a large group of those little dwarves. What happened to them? Yeah. Because you still see the other dwarves all... I guess, well, I guess the flood of light happened, but I'm still just like, that's so sad. <laughs> sad. Why do you have to go there? <laughs> I know, it just made me so sad. Well, they... Remember, they... they we'll, we'll finish it off, obviously, but... Yeah. Also, the parallels between what happened just with her community and the overarching story feels really really strongly mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the warriors of light were trying to save their world and be heroes that their age needed and they did it too well so they continued in sacrificing themselves just as she was willing to do to save basically the greater good yeah and it seems to be repeated over and over and over with yeah. the she story. Did she have a cute scene with Ardbert too? Yes. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about the cute scene. We didn't talk <laughs> about the cute scene. Heather. I'm not sure no. if that's in the last one or this one. But. Oh, that's uh, I think it was in the last one. But also, I love the the commentary you can put when she goes to the co the Cabinet of Curiosity because you're like, books? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> Can you can you read when you think <laughs> Yeah, that was Do like one still? of my favorite little things because I actually 
did yeah. the healer quest three times. Oh, because <laughs> I have three characters that oh, I have gotten. a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah, so I've done it three times, and I love every every option. <laughs> I love the new options that they put in the game for that. It's so much fun. Well, it's interesting too because as we've been talking about this, I've been racking my brain trying to go. Okay, so what does this what does this arc have to do with the larger arc of healers that we've already gotten? And when you think about it, we've seen a little bit of this. I mean, the last stuff that we had with Stormblood had this idea of like a pajal breaking tradition mm -hmm. and and coming with the you know to find a new life and a new way of training while also accepting various parts of the past. Um, we've seen these kind of I don't know the ways that people can be affected and healed in a way that may not be physical, right? But that like there may be a mental healing that goes into this, even when there are wounds that are kind of inflicted, whether that's like a division from a community or that's, you know, the loss of a parent or it's all these different like portions that we've seen with different vignettes and stories and characters. Um, it's, it's very interesting to kind of see how they've tied that in here as what we would be focusing on as a healer moving forward with Shadowbringers. Um, that healing that you can find in other people or in doing the right thing or um, all of this kind of stuff that can also lead to physical healing you're as well. You're not just a magic healer, you're a heart healer. You're a heart healer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the last element, like heart. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Didn't they do something like that with the Astro Quest too? Like that little Geomancer kid and Kugane going against all the traditions and stuff. Like again, they were kind of foreshadowing it, I guess, or just showing yeah. different situations and where it comes into play yeah definitely yeah. definitely yeah so uh bittersweet tldr on this quest right it's a yeah. it's a it's a good like punch in the face <laughs> if you can have a good punch in the face um so the level 80 quest at long last uh it's called the soul of temperance or moderation so oh wow that's actually very literal isn't it Mm -hmm. yeah. The soul of sophrosity. Um, Giat's not drinking, guys. Like, not when you show up. Very confusing. Uh, and then they for inform you that sophrosity has been seen in the vicinity of Tomra. They theorize, based on your recent vision, that the virtue reflectively heals those sin eaters it recognizes as helmless dwarves. Which is like, what? Uh, those of the meets people that joined her in exile, right? Uh, includes and concludes that adding a helm to any of the eaters <laughs> would make it so that Sephrosyne's like, nah, uh, you're you're a, you're a bad dwarf. You're not getting resurrected. And, uh, this is so goofy, but I love and it. And it worked. Yeah, I it I was, really it liked funny. it. Like yeah. it makes sense to me because. Um, yeah. It was, you don't have stone blight because uh, it wasn't, the the dwarves that had stone blight did have their helms like off while they were in the cave because they were yeah. already not considered part of their civilization anymore because they were like left for dead. Yeah. Right, you're right. Because I think there's something about how it gets so hot and, and like it's awful in the, in the cave. So yeah. they took their helms off. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So they already have their helms off and she's identifying them as you need to be healed. You don't need to be healed because you don't have stone blight. Mm. So it's like that little seed in her heart that, that keeps the virtue going is yeah. strangely very I just can't kind. believe it worked though. 
Right? Like, it was so funny to actually shove that helmet on an enemy. Yes. Like, that was the best part of that quest. <laughs> like I said, very, like, goofy in nature, but I loved that. I, like... Yeah. Especially after this, the previous quest that was, like, after so... After making us sad, yeah. Yes, it was like, oh, what? A <laughs> little, little bit of a roller coaster. I loved it. It's very silly. Uh, and then, you know, the actual fight happens. And I, I believe that was the one that was the two-part fight, right? Because the first one is you putting hats on... Yep. The Sin Eaters. <laughs> As you kill them, uh, Giot has brought just like a sack, Santa style, of helms. And as as they get low or like a Pokemon, it's a Pokeball yeah. with a hat. And Can we then, laugh for a moment about yes, this, though? This yeah. is the only quest and the only time I have ever used, what is it, Repose? The sleep yep. spell? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I literally oh, had gosh. to go, wait, I have to put them to <sighs> I used to use it. Let me open my roll actions. Let me yeah. put it on my hot bar because it's not even there. <laughs> I did I did the quest first on uh Astro and I was like, Astro doesn't have repose? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, know. I know. It was so gosh, I feel like they just put it in there as a way to justify the fact that they didn't remove repose completely from the game. Like Repose to me has always been something that in theory is really helpful. Like at early levels, if we were dealing with mob pulls where you really had to do crowd control as a method of survival, that would be one thing. Like, I mean, there are even sometimes now if a tank over pulls in a sprout dungeon where I, you know, I used to fluid aura them to knock them back and then sleep them so that they were away and nobody would hit them and then the tank wouldn't get overwhelmed. But I cannot think of an in another moment as a healer in which I've ever used it in any fight, savage fight. I mean, you could totally use that as a mechanic where you're saying the healer has to sleep this person or this thing. Oh, I would um, hate that. Oh no, don't give them any I ideas. Mean, <laughs> it, would be, it would be the same as having to silence an enemy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless, uh, except I'm trying to heal the whole group at the same time. And then I'm going to put something to sleep and someone's going to stand in something and I'm going to be like, but I was consider <laughs> Consider silence though, because tanks yeah. and Physical ranged. Those yeah. two are the only ones that can silence the it, Melee it, doesn't have silence? No. They no. have the stun, what? but they don't have They have stun. Stun isn't the same as interrupt. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> if there was if there was some need to do a sleep effect on anything, it would be interesting. Um otherwise I just don't know why it's still in the game. So when they had you do it, I had to do the exact same thing. I was like, oh what? I had to sleep them? And like trying to get it all up. Oh my gosh. And playing with the controller makes that extra interesting because oh. you're like, yeah. How yeah. do I get this there quickly? Oh my goodness! I think I actually <laughs> might have died to that because I was like, I don't, I don't have repose on Ash. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, guys, how do? What did I? No, it's yours now. You have it. It's part of your your role. Yeah. Oh, well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, I. I kind of like that they were like, no, remember, you have this ability. You can use it. It's okay. Please use it. Uh, the also... purpose of the ability is just only this quest. That's it. Yes. <laughs> no, it, it makes me nervous that they they felt that they needed to remind us about it, right? Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's going to yeah. show up, probably. No, put it back. Put it back. <laughs> you I don't want it. No, I'm good. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, they, they could be kind and only have it be useful at a time where you don't need to do healing, right? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so uh yeah you you put hats on all all the dudes and <laughs> right right when you get to Sophrosny, you're like all right all right guy time to wear your hat and and Giot jumps in the air is gonna do like a dunk right and Sophrosny's like uh uh-uh, slap uh and breaks the helm this is the last helm very very yes. inconveniently the very last helm so and here's the extra big spoiler so don't, la 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 don't listen um to to get to lay Sephrosyne to rest and save the village uh Giot pops their helmet off and puts it on Sephrosyne right and a very very parallel you okay over there your bird has so much to say about I had to mute it. I had to mute it. Yeah, she's still she's still carrying on. Yeah, I'll leave the mic to work. She's like, this was the dopest part of the quest. Wait, wait. Uh, so uh yeah. It gets very excited, yeah. The the helm comes off Giot and goes on Sprosny and uh, they save the day in a very parallel move to uh Sephrosyne slash Lamit themselves. Uh, and then at that point, la, 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 you see that your your buddy, Giot, who has been belligerent and rude and, and drunken, and you might assume that that's, that's a male thing. Nope. Giot is a badass lady. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another reason I love this, this NPC. <laughs> I'm going to be that asshole, and I'm like, oh, I don't like Wallafels. I don't like this. And the second she took off the helmet, I was like, I love this character. Yeah, I'm that asshole. Like, I know it. <laughs> it could have been Rook chirping. I don't know. Does she chirp? Yeah, that was me. Sorry, guys. Um, oh, yeah. my, You're my, excited. my human face is over here being totally normal. My actual bird self, the spiritual incarnation, is just screaming in the corner right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, she was a lady. And it's extra good because we do have all ladies here today that we get this like reveal. I mean, it's just, it's so fun because I think everything about the quest sets you up to kind of believe this you're going to get this cliche character, right? It's like the yeah. male dwarf character. It's like Gimli and he's here. You know, like you kind of assume it's going to be that. Especially and with the beards. Like all yeah. of the helms have yes. beards regardless of gender. And Everybody I love that. Everybody it's gets so it. good. It's so good. Um, but I love the reveal there. It's, I was a little bit conflicted initially because I was like, of course the healer quest gets the only female character. Like, okay. Like, but I think it's such a cool tie into the theme over all of the story. And this idea of... I mean, like we were talking about, like these ways that we identify ourselves with people or apart from people, um, finding our own purpose, our own beliefs, um, finding healing and change or, you know, in the traditions that we break when we know that we have to move forward. And there's this great sort of parallel as well with the idea of revealing the truth Right. So we know that the truth of the perception, um, the dwarves have for a long time said that, like, Lamit was this coward and this terrible person. And a lot of that perception carries over to all the warriors of darkness. They've been hated, reviled, they've been blamed. But the idea that we are like revealing the truth of a situation or a person or something so that we can see what the reality was and we can see um, why they did what they did and how important it was. And then they can kind of redefine themselves away from that. It's, I think it's a perfect tie-in and it works so well. And I love Giat and I fell in love with her then. It was, it was a, yes. a while coming, but I did fall in love with her. Yes. So I hope, I hope, I honestly hope we didn't ruin that for anybody because 
That's such a, a great part of, of the quest. Just I ruined it a little bit. I did fumble earlier a little bit. <laughs> just 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 the, the hat coming off and being like, Oh, I, I personally very I love that part. I have a hard time yeah. telling a difference between Lollafell sometimes though. <laughs> like there's a way it's to the tell eyelashes. It's the eye yes, yeah. it's the eyelashes, I think. I just have a difficult time. It's because I'm so tall and they're so little I can't like look can't right look at them, down. I think. Can't find right. yeah it's hard to crane down there with your L's and body to yeah i gotta like extend my neck and just your noodle neck doesn't my noodle neck yeah <laughs> goodness it's okay yeah. giraffe it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> um yes it's one of the few times too that i think that having no voice acting for the role quests actually works to the advantage because yes. you don't have like a lady actor try to sound like a dude or you know trying to get this androgynous voice actor in there. See, the reveal is really good. You you don't, I did not expect it. Did anybody else, what did you, did you, everybody else expect nope. it? Or? No, I, was, I expected I was a delighted. little LFL guy. I expected a little LFL guy is what I expected. <laughs> it it kind I'll... of reminded me of uh, the the little warrior dude that walks around with you uh, for the scholar quest, right? Oh yeah, I like that little boy. Except, I love except him. He's, he's pleasant. He's a sweet little boy. Right? He's yeah. a precious, you must protect him always. Sorry, yeah. scholar lover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a good guy. I like the scholar quests were good too. Like all that Tonberry lore was good. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about Tonberry, so my bad. I don't want to spoil all that. Oh, did my audio die again? Yep. No, I hear you. No, you're Can good. You we hear us? you. Hello? Oh, no. Oh, she can't hear us. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Uh, so Sephrosyne leaves behind that damaged crystal. Why the crystal is damaged now, I do not know. Interesting. Maybe they'll tell us later. Uh, uh, as you pick it up, it resonates, calling forth a manifestation of Lamid's memories. Jiat uh, calls out to her, though she is long beyond hearing, uh, desperate to assure her that her legacy is not forgotten. So basically, somebody Aww. from the village is like. Oh, I learned you were awesome, and and you're awesome. Don't feel bad, <laughs> right? Uh, and while the real meat may not have known that someday, uh, one amongst her kin would uh, at last recognize her for her noble, her nobility. Uh, her shade's words make clear that she was at least at peace with her sacrifice in the end. <sighs> so sad. Were you gonna say something? Oh, I just said I know. Oh. <laughs> it is sad. Yes. Uh, so you speak to Giot after all this, and uh, they confirm what you suspected. Having broken her people's taboo by taking off her hat, uh, she feels like she can't go home. She doesn't even she doesn't bother to go home and, and see if they tell her if she can say or not. She's just like they're they're I'm kicked out. They're not gonna accept yeah. me. I gotta Aww. I gotta peace out. So she, much like Lamit, uh knew that she wouldn't be able to go home, but was, was it was worth it to her to save her people, even if they kicked her out. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, so back at the Crystarium, Giat's totally fine, uh, drunk again. Uh, she She's a little, you know, sad about not being go, able to go home. She still values her people's traditions, but because she went out into the big wide world and has seen what else is out there, she's... She's fine. She's like, you know what? This place is great too. I'm I'm cool to to hang out with with non-beard faces. Uh, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be fine. 
So uh, as you trade fond farewells and shots, uh, you feel confident that she's going to be just fine. And shots. <laughs> and, and, shots. and shots. And shots. Yes. Man, the only shots, detail shots, that I shots, wish shots, we had shots, gotten... Shots. <laughs> The only detail I wish we had gotten from these quests, like in the actual cutscenes, are the spots where you're drinking or eating together. I wish we had had an actual like animation of doing that together. Yeah. This is one of the few times where, like, with these quests, I felt like you really take a journey with each of the characters. And I want just like the payoff of that cutscene. Um, but I think in most of them it cuts to it, like fades to black, right? Yeah, I, I think know. they had um they have so. some kind of issue with sitting down and eating. I said, they keep saying they want to put it in the game. So like in your house, when you're sitting down, you'd be able to We're eat. We're getting that in 5.1. Yeah, we are, are we getting that? Yes. <laughs> so maybe it's like that kind of thing that they yeah. have a hard time with. I can imagine it. I can use my imagination, but it, it is nice maybe to get to the end. there's fan art somewhere. There's <laughs> probably yeah. fan art. Probably, there's a lot of fan art of the sandwiches that Graha Tia made for us, so. I mean, it's true. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's oh Zen. How do you how have you not seen they the go crazy. Yeah, they... There's like garbage truck loads of, yeah. of fan art of this sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it, there really is. All right. All right, okay. I mean, it's really good garbage truck fulls. I want everyone to know yeah, that. Yes. Yes. I own several piles myself and just look at them sometimes. But you know, uh, no, I think that there is something to be said about the idea of like sharing food or drink together. And so many of these quests end with that. And it's almost a way that I feel like you kind of solidify your fellowship with these characters and or yeah. like create a sense of, I mean, here it feels great because it feels like a sense of family when Giot has had to redefine what family is to her, you know? Yeah. She doesn't even have an Arbert. <gasps> You're her Arbert. <laughs> Sorry. No. Not me. <laughs> You're like, Not no, me. I'm Not never going to go back and see that loud belt ever again. <laughs> I am too large. But no, I guess I like it because like even Harshafont gave us the hot chocolate. And everyone went crazy for the hot chocolate, right? <laughs> so it is nice to go and eat. In the kids. age of Instagramming your lunch. Yes. If an NPC need, gives you food, they're a bro. I need a Shadowbringers retelling that's just like fan-made Instagram shots of all the food and drink you shared with everybody. It would be Please. the best thing ever. I bet that exists. I bet someone has <laughs> oh done it. Oh my god. Oh. Uh. I'm like gonna write that down. That's such a good write that. <laughs> Like, why am I not an artist? It would be the best. Oh my gosh. Just like actually go get a sandwich. <laughs> you could find a squarish basket and maybe some similar uh, cloth. This, There's this some is... great fan recipes out there. So I'm yeah, sure somebody there's... could do it. This could I was be gonna a say. There's, so a, there's a Twitter I follow that's like a recipe reborn. It's oh, so good. good. Do the videos and have beautiful pictures that look like the food from the game. It's so good. Um, all of that to all of that to say, got on the food tangent. <laughs> but I mean, it's. I think it's just such a nice way to wrap up the quest, and it does make me wonder. It's funny that you were saying, uh, Dominion, that you don't want to yeah. ever go back because I actually really. I want to know what happens to all those characters, and even Giot, who I wasn't super fond of at the beginning, because I thought he at the time was just going to be like a tropey kind of really annoying i'm drunk all the time character to get this turnaround and go on this journey with her and then at the end sit down and share this beverage i'm like i really want to know what the future holds for her and like what role she's going to play in the world here i didn't know if any of you felt that affinity too and if you're wondering what you know she's going to do moving forward it's it's interesting i wonder what they're like i don't know that they'll add anything though because no other quests have really included that's not true uh if you think about like the the beastman quests 
they have that that tie together quest at the end. Actually, there is a yeah. tie together quest for the roles, but it doesn't have the yeah, characters. Yeah. No, that's Either different. way, there's there's the tie together quest where you go on another journey with all of these important figures from the Beastman tribes. So yeah. there's kind of a precedence. I could see them being like, "All right, it's time to go on an adventure with all of your role quest buddies." I think it wouldn't it really be... bother me though. Like yeah. if I didn't know great. who the character was, I wouldn't even be bothered. I'd be like, "I know that one. I know that one, and I don't know the other five. Like I wouldn't even care. I'd still be happy <laughs> to see my faves, right?" Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think if you did have this quest, it would be ill-fated because our healer role uh, person is not a healer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You'd be down a healer. <laughs> Down yeah. Here. Speaking of which, healers are so important. Now we're going to talk about the life of a healer. Okay, I'm going to try to be good. I'm not going to be mean this time, I swear. <laughs> good. I'm going to be nice. You can I, do this. I believe in you. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can be mean as long as you use nice words. How about that? Okay. All right. All right. So uh, we'll we'll go we'll go in order. I am not really a healer. I'm a dungeon healer when everybody else can't heal. Or when uh, I don't every- feel like it. <laughs> yes. They'll be like, can I please not heal today? Especially if, after we got up like a rough night. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everyone else here is healer. We'll do uh, Rook, Arcane, and Demetian answering order for this. Uh, okay. So Rook, why healer? What's your motivator for playing this job? I've always liked the idea of being the backbone of a team. Mm-hmm. This is, oh my gosh, this is going to sound really terrible. <laughs> I swear I don't mean it like this. I feel like healer is the most selfless, selfish role because you're being selfless in theory to heal people and help your teams get through encounters. But there's always been this little bit of it that for me feels like, yes, I make or break this. (laughs) Yourselves. I will save us if all goes awry or perhaps I will kill us. We'll see. (laughs) Like, you know, like... There's this feeling that it's one of those really integral roles. And for me, I've always loved being somebody that has to multitask. So I love to have a lot to pay attention to. And Final Fantasy XIV healing in particular was great because of the DPS healing sort of duo that you do. And then having to not only keep track of like your mechanics, but you know your rotations and watching your party list and watching the stuff going on. And I love having that eagle eye of the fight, which is why I have a lot of times gravitated towards healer roles outside of even Final Fantasy, um, because I think that healers get the biggest, like broadest perspective of what's happening for everybody in an encounter. And it's really fun to kind of manipulate the field around that, um, which is why I fell in love with Astrologian originally, because you could adapt to those things that you were seeing with a lot of the cards. All those things plus buffing. Yes, yes, which was really fun. So for me, it's always kind of been a juggle all the things while also being a really important foundational part of the role. Okay. That makes it my turn. Yeah. Uh, I I have a weird relationship with healing because <laughs> I started the game on tank, and my first job to se- to seventy because I started during Stormblood. My first job to seventy was White Mage, <laughs> even <laughs> though I was I was maining tank for raids and everything. <laughs> it's a weird relationship. It's a good but... pocket job. Like, yeah. a lot of times what you end up with is, we need a healer. Okay. Yeah. Heal. yeah. is what happens. So this tier, since uh, Shadowbringers came out, I've been healing almost exclusively, like, exclusively on Crystal Data Center. I have 
fallen into healing primarily on primal and still tanking on aether because those are my three like main characters i play mm -hmm. um and the nice part is healers are in need because they've removed a lot of things from healers while going yeah we're gonna give you new abilities and uh i'm sure we'll get into that in a moment <laughs> But yeah, that's that's like the real motivator. It was healers are going to be in need, so it'll probably make me e make it easier because I had touched on healing during Stormblood, and now that it's Shadowbringers, I was like, it should be easier because everyone's going to want to play those new jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it was a rough time getting anybody uh, as a healer those first couple of weeks. Let me tell That's you it. what was rough. Leveling Astro. <laughs> yes, yeah. it was. Oh that was the second God. thing that I leveled. Holy goodness. Yeah. Sad, <laughs> sad tiny violin in the background. Holy bad. <laughs> painful, painful, painful. Oh, it's like I eventually, we, well, you know what, we'll get into this later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, my, my main thing was uh, jobs in need. Because I like being able to pick up when needed and help people. Right, Domitian. I have faith that Yoshi P will get my letter that says, "Please give me a hood on my white mage." The whole reason I picked white mage is because I want to wear a cute little hood with red triangles <laughs> on it. That is all I want in this game. Please, <laughs> sometime. I've been suffering for three expansions, healing savage each one, just hoping that I will get that robe with the hood on it. That's all I want. That's it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, my friend. No, it's okay. Uh, no, I, I, remember, do, I don't mind healing. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember okay. being, uh, I was in a chat with Domitian when uh, they, they told us stuff about Dancer. Because we yeah. all thought it was going to be healer at the oh, time. Oh, I was so excited. I was so ready to heal She was like, this is, this my is mine. You got the yeah. last one. Uh, her co-healer <laughs> got Astro. So she's like, you got Astro. Dancer's mine. Screw off. And then it was, I was like, so ready. ranged physical DPS. And I was like, yes. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> I, I'm I a ranged physical. Say. Yeah, I am yeah, never, I'm never one of those people. And I actually love ranged physical. Like Bard is my, was my um, DPS of choice. Dancer is now. But I have never had a moment. And I always tell everybody, like when we get this news, remember to stay flexible, stay open. Like anything can change. We don't know anything definitive about the game, like at any given point. So, you know, don't be one of those people that knee jerk doomsays because there's so much more to the bigger picture. Yeah. And the only time, the only time <laughs> that I have been actually crushed was when oh, yeah. we got that, that you know, live letter like, right before the news. And they were like, there is no healer. There's Dave. I sat there for a second and I was like, but. Wait. Yeah. But like, no, dancer, no. <laughs> I know everybody was mad because they wanted to be DPS, but Dancer was going to be mine. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to yeah, be my healer. I, I was going to do melee okay. healing. Because they're kindred spirits in this. I, know, right? I was devastated. And like, honestly, I love, I love Dancer the way it is. And I love playing it. It's become my new favorite DPS. But I was, yeah, it was really shocking to not get a new healer this expansion. And they gave a lot of reasons for it. And I, I understand and I can rationally agree. But as a player, I was just heartbroken i was heartbroken oh, i'm looking forward to them giving us chemist and making it have like a dancer slash ninja mechanic where you have to like make the right mixture and then i'm gonna be too dumb to play that oh. and I'm like, here you go <laughs> you have this new healing class i don't want it i've been 
saying since people were talking about dancer that chemist should be the third yes. job that they add. They can add it halfway through the X pack like they did Ninja. I don't care. Yeah. But yeah. it should be chemist. I don't care what anyone says about geomancer. Oh, it should be. Well, it we have geomancer, right? Is that Nishi Kagane? Well, he's an astrologian. Yeah. He's sect, so he, we already yeah. have that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, if you did the astro quest, you would know that they call them a Hingen geomancer. We yes. already have so much reference to it. It would be like a repeat of what we already have. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't mean, complain if we thought it into something though. else. I mean, they, yeah. Very easily they could turn it into something else. But from what we know of it already, they're doing the same thing Astro is. I I never really thought about how they would implement chemists before, but that would be fun, I think, to, to have to I, mix things like a mudra. I'm I totally agree. I, there's no way. Like, trying to avoid mechanics, trying to heal. Like, imagine being a chemist during X Death yeah. Savage. Well, we'll have to see how they handle Absolutely Ninja. Because if Absolutely they get Ninja not. to a good place, then yeah. chemist is totally viable. Yeah, uh, done yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Uh, it's not for me, but other people would like it. <laughs> <laughs> we went on a bit of a healer tangent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So and we're uh, very what, passionate. What is, your, what is your favorite part of healing? I guess you already told us that. Being, being the puppet master, the overlord. Yeah, honestly, that's mine. I mean, I, I love that. I love having that eagle eye view. I love being able to to help have, everybody. Have we, have we all gone over it? You like being the puppet master. You like being helpful and, and available on a job. And you like being cute. Yeah, I like being cute. I like that, I'm a male analysis, but I still get to be cute. Yeah. I yeah. feel like this yeah. is really the summary of healing in a way that I've never <laughs> I was actually thinking, I was like, oh, we covered all the bases, I think. Look, I want to yeah. be beautiful, important, and helpful. So <laughs> yes. So I'm going to be a healer. Motherfuckers, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to uh, have to make a note that that's got to be in the title somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. There we go. <laughs> uh, so um why is your chosen healing job your favorite so it's funny it's funny because um like i said i've been playing white mage this expansion for shadowbringers and as of right now uh white mage is my current sort of favorite just because i i love like high mobility classes and i feel like white mage al although it's a caster definitively because it has so much stuff right now that is off global cooldown and that is like very quick and responsive it feels so fast to me and i love being able to just wham 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 hit people with a bunch of heals and get through some of those big spikes that have now been implemented in a lot of the end game stuff um, to kind of keep up with the pace of these new abilities and then also be just like damaging and you know um giving the black mage a run for his money with some of those like we were saying earlier lilies. some of those crit lilies which are super yeah. fun um yeah. it's fun to feel like you make a really big impact with the class that you play prior to that though i loved astrologian and i still i still love like stormblood astrologian and I've definitely adapted to the new Astro, and I think it's, you know, it's still fun. It has some minigame. It's something that you can definitely adjust to. It's not a problem. But I I still think Stormblood Astro is probably one of my favorite healers to play in almost any game that I've ever played because I loved the idea of it and the way it felt, even if like a lot of those cards weren't totally viable. <laughs> and like they're yeah. yeah, look, like there's definite real reasons that they changed the class, and I don't deny that. But in theory, See, I because love because of me. I'm yes, too slow. Yeah. Like I don't want to think no. about all that crap. It's I just really want to get the to me. card and yeah. Is it see it like 
on paper, the new Astro seems more intuitive, but in actual practice, old Astro was, it was easier. You get a card, you throw it out, yeah. or you burn it, or you whatever, right? I yeah, love it. It was like, so much better before. It was so much better. I, I just loved, because like the idea of it felt like you were playing a card game, and I felt like they just nailed that. And and like the idea that, you know, like, oh, I drew this, so what am I going to do with it? And I loved strategizing mm. that. And there were times, honestly, where like something went horribly wrong, or I had a new tank, or we had something, and I was like, okay, this bowl doesn't make a huge difference, but it can curb some of this damage, or this, you know, um, we've had people die, so I'm gonna put out this mana boost, or like all these different things where if you- I do miss fight, you were. I know. Like when I eat too. shit and then my co-healer gives me the ewer, that was really good. I loved doing that. Like, it was so adaptive and I loved that idea. So even though New Astro is totally viable, my favorite healer is still like Stormblood Astro because I think the idea of it and the flow of it was so good and the way its abilities built off of each other to extend durations of things and all sorts of stuff. Like, I, I loved that. Um, but White Mage is my current. I, I love seeing you guys' reactions when I said that. You're like, yes! So I feel like from from this this small uh, healer community uh, probably represents the, the majority. Like, what? Oh, why change? Um, Arcane. So, why is your chosen healer? So, my chosen healer is definitely Scholar this year. Definitely. Scholar is probably the comfiest one that I can play the way I want to play, which as much as I like being helpful, I don't like healing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. if you die, you die. <laughs> if the fairy didn't heal you, well, that's a shame. Maybe you should stand closer to the fairy. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Basically. I'm, and I position my fairy to make sure people will get hit with stuff. So Spatial if you deliberately, is if important. You deliberately run yeah. out of range. Stand in the stars, man. Stand in the stars. <laughs> exactly. I can still barely see the stars. Like, I have such a hard time seeing them. I wish they had a circle underneath them. Yeah, I wish it, like, highlighted the ground blue or something. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh... A little twinkle, anything. AOEs. Little twinkles. Like, anything. Yeah. The only reason I notice it most of the time is because I have played the job. Yeah. yeah. I have sat there and gone, get in the stars. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... It's it's frustrating because on Crystal, the only healer that I have at 80 currently, I have Scholar at 71 now, but I have Astro at 80, and that's what I've been healing Savage on there with. It has been so painful because not only do you have to not have uh, multiple ways to recover MP on Astro, you only have one, Lucid Dreaming. On White Mage, you have three ways of managing your MP. Mm -hmm. With a size on cooldown giving you a little bit back, Lucid dreaming being there and uh, thin air so that you don't have to worry if you have to do consecutive raises. On Scholar, you have lucid dreaming, of course. Energy drain, thank you for bringing it back. I needed it. And uh, Aether flow, those three ways. Astro, lucid dreaming, that's it. That's all you have. Yeah. You I don't have anything want you, else. They want you to use light speed on cooldown, but I feel like that's my you ocean. You can't. Button. That's you my ocean button. I need that later, right? Exactly. <laughs> you can't use light yeah. speed on cooldown because one, you have to use it in your opener if you want to make sure you get all your cards out in time to get your yeah. uh, divination out for everyone's buff windows. Two, yeah. if you use it on cooldown after that, it can misalign with your divination, which means that you are not divination, but sleeve draw, which means that you're going to 
lose out on using it during sleeve draw, which is a big problem. And the freaking card system makes me want to throw a table because I don't want to be the biggest card girl, thank you, having to deal <laughs> cards to everyone all the time. I miss being able to go bam, bam, AOE. <laughs> I yeah. know. It seems to know when I don't have a melee whatsoever and then it only gives me melee cards. Yeah, or if knows. you're- How does it know? If you're looking for any other card uh, sign, the sigil, it'll yeah, give yeah. you the same one, like the same two cards <laughs> that have the same sign. And you're like, yeah. I, I redrew three times. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm it's glad always celestial say... for me. I'm always missing celestial. Like, I'm super glad that they at least tried to counter that with the Lord and Lady being like a non-aspected, you know, boost that yeah. you can put on somebody. But it's exactly like what you said, Arcane. It's like, <laughs> previously, I had more control over exactly how I could plan the way that I wanted to execute and play this larger scale thing. And now you spend so much time, like, micromanaging each individual card. And I'm just like... This was just second nature for me previously. And, and would it be great if you had more OGCDs to counteract how much more time you have to spend, like looking at the cards and yeah. figuring out what to put where? That's but you like, don't. It's like, like you used to have Ewer so that you could recoup some mana. <laughs> and like, don't get me wrong. Like that was always the thing you'd go in and people would say like, oh, but you have Ewer. So that's why you don't have as much stuff. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. And especially if I extend it or, you know, I can't. I have Ewer, but if I use it on myself or anybody else, someone's going to crit critique me and tell exactly. me that was a waste of your card. You're the worst Astro ever. I can't believe it's you like, ever used your card. It's I'm like, like oh, Ewer was just a thing that I used as a throwaway yeah. to sometimes get mana or help, you know, people recover if we'd had deaths and stuff. And so, like, now it's just, it's a little bit tougher because it doesn't feel like they compensated for those things that the the class had been built around previously so i mean arcane you perfectly said it the idea that all the other kits have these inherent um off global cooldown kits and then also <laughs> the um, mana recoups that number and three yeah yeah it's just it's so tough because <laughs> <laughs> it's so tough because astro just does not have that and so it seems to bank more on the idea of well your utility is so big that you shouldn't be like a big healer as well. Which um, makes no sense. Because you're yeah, supposed to be a weird. healer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Didn't they like tough. straight up take stuff away and then just like give it back later? Like this is not a new ability. We I had this given before. So Why did they do back either? Yeah, yeah. to Astro at least. Like Astro yeah. has had, I think the least amount of stuff taken away from them. They've just changed most of their abilities. While yeah. uh, Scholar had the most DPS related abilities taken away. Yes, yeah. Did they and that is down to my level? Are you one dot one damage now, like me? Yep, every oh, single healer is one dot one damage. Now, the funny part is with Scholar, I actually love, love, love the new AoE, but I hate, hate, hate how much MP it takes because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I miss having my, uh, what is it, Miasma 2 it was, where I could just dot everything with that because that was an AoE dot. And, and I miss- Bane. And I miss using yeah, Bane to spread good. my two dots. And I miss having two dots because it was like I had to cast two things, then spread it. And it was nice because I felt like I had to be active in my DPSing to do decent DPS while also managing my fairy, which the fairy, oh, don't get me started on the fairy now. <laughs> yeah. The fairy, yeah. they turned all the abilities into off GCD abilities instead of being uh, pet abilities. Previously, pet abilities you could do like, as of right now, you could be casting something and 
press the place button for your fairy and place your fairy while you're still casting. Previously, you could also press fairy abilities so that they would start casting their ability while you were still casting stuff. Now you have to weave it into an off GCD, which means you have your GCD or you know your Instacast GCD, you hit your fairy off GCD, you hit a next GCD, your fairy finally does it after like a GCD yeah. and a half. So you I don't even need it anymore. I can feel the pain. Yeah. It's yeah, so stupid because yeah. I have to put stuff out. Like, I'm like, okay, it's casting it right now. Let me press Faye Blessing and uh, the Whispering Dawn right now in this section because it's not going to cast for another like two GCDs when it finishes its cast anyway. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough because I do think that as of right now, the healers feel as though we have a fairly good focus on healing and i feel like they did adjust some stuff i'm curious to hear if you guys agree but i feel like they did adjust some things in Shadowbringers, especially when we were coming in out of the gate fresh like that were higher paced dps sections that you know demanded some of those responsive healing focuses and i mean the raid although we're not at the most difficult part with our savage tears and stuff you know there were definitely some tricky back-to-back -back healing spots where it was kind of fun to figure out like how do i pace with all this healing focus um, and I don't think it's a bad, I think a bad idea inherently to put a focus on healing for healers, right? But it is tough. It's that balance, you know, yeah. what makes for a gratifying class that you can grow, learn and expand in that in a game like 14, where yes, your DPS contribution, it can, you know, it can contribute and make a difference. And it is something that you do with that longer global cooldown rate than other, you know, MMOs on the market, like WoW and things. And you've got more off global cooldowns that you can use. So it's like streamlining their DPS kit isn't terrible, but I feel like you still need to have something that you're doing that leads to a bigger picture and can really grow with your own skill. Um, and it's it feels like, although we're in a pretty good place, it's not like we have any healers that, you know, I don't know, back in the days of Heaven Sword Scholar when it was a DPS monster and like- the only DPS, you had one healer. <laughs> I would solo heal and the Scholar would DPS. And that was not great yeah. either though, because That's they made bad. that needed you to have two healers because one of the healers is going to get a debuff. You absolutely need to have that healer. Like at that point, I'm kind of like, why isn't it just one healer and then an extra DPS? Some people yeah. did that. Some people legitimately yeah. took yeah. that in. Yeah. So it's like, I think we're in a good place as far as balance goes for healers, which was also really surprising to me when they said, we're not getting a new healer because we want to make sure the healer balance isn't bad. And I was like, but I think we're in the best place that we've been for a long time. But it's, I don't know, it's it's a tough, it's tough. I think that we need to see some of those trademarks of classes that make them unique and not water them down so much that the play style becomes super similar, right? Yeah. I think you can have more damage skills or a, a bigger kit on a certain class than others, or you can have a healer that's more responsive healing potency wise, but it's, it's tough trying to decide, do we create unique classes that are, you know, maybe skill-based or do we create classes that all can do the same thing fundamentally, but might have minor differences that make them situational. They need to give me an armored unicorn. First of all, <laughs> we need healer mounts because the tanks get mounts. And it's been healer and need this whole X-Pack. Where is the healer mount? I want a unicorn with armor on it. That's what I want. The real concerns. Yes, the real Where concerns. is my unicorn? <laughs> Where is my unicorn? <laughs> well, but yeah. Are, I think we blasted through a couple of questions all we in did, one. We did, absolutely. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> did you get to say, I mean, we know, Dimitri, and uh, why yeah. your chosen healing job, White Mage, is your favorite. Because Red Triangles. Because yeah. Red uh, Triangles. How about, how about mechanics-wise? <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I mean, what's your favorite part of actually hitting the buttons? But red triangles is cute because it's like classic Final Fantasy, right? That's what drew it to me—the classic Final Fantasy of healing. And then, like in all the other Final Fantasy games, these healing mechanics never change. So wow, I come to Final Fantasy fourteen. I look at White Mage, and it's like, okay, HP go down, press cure, HP go up. It's very simple. That's why I love White Mage. It's very simple. Okay, right. fair. It's very good. Oh, like if one of my friends says, "I want to try healing," I say, "Level White Mage." They're like, "Well, why not Astro? Astro looks cuter." And I was like, "Trust me." <laughs> level white mage yeah i, I have a lot of a good place to start people yeah. ask about it and i get that question a lot like where should i start with a healer and white mage and, and conjurer are usually the one that's the go-to because yeah you're gonna learn all the basic fundamentals of what you need to do as a healer in final fantasy on that class and you have enough leeway and powerful enough like um responsive cooldowns that yeah right off the bat you're in a good place to learn and then you can branch out some of the ones that might have a little more complexity so, if you guys weren't playing healer, what would you? What job would you play instead? Let's keep this one brief. <sighs> well, I, don't, I really don't even know. No? I, I, might, I might be a tank actually, because there's no like I like the wizard aesthetic. I like to be a caster. Yeah. But all the casters are in a very bad spot right now too. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll be a tank. Yeah. <laughs> same. Same arcane parts. <laughs> I, I I I am I am a tank main at heart. I will always be a tank main at heart. <laughs> so when I'm not healing, I'm tanking, and when I'm not tanking, I'm likely healing. Although, <laughs> although Bard has been fun. Yeah, oh. Bard is fun. That's true. And Monk has been fun. Ooh. And Dragoon is my melee love. Goodness. <laughs> That's what I'm living right now. It's actually. It's more straightforward than I remember it being. They changed it a lot, didn't they? It had some changes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I already pretty much said my dancer is what I usually yeah. play other than, I mean, I loved Bard previously, but I love those like high mobility utility DPS. So those are those are the big ones for me. Dancer hits that spot right now. I'd probably still be, be Barding if, uh, my, my favorite part of the support job is supporting. So, <laughs> so I'm playing dancer. Because that's where <laughs> the biggest support is. Go figure. Um, so what's your least favorite part of healing? I feel like we touched on this a little, but let's be specific. Look at that eyebrow. What do you mean? No, I had some thoughts. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think people, my... people, people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is just me personally. I think my least part, favorite part about healing is... The fact that everybody, I think, feels as though they are a healer expert in a party, even if they've never oh. touched a healer before. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've had people, I've had DPS, I love you. And this is not a statement against all DPS. But most commonly, I've had DPS pick up a healer for one day and then say to me, I think I can help you heal. And I'm like, well, I had a purple <laughs> So I think I'm good. And they're like, no, I think I can help you really work on your healer rotation. I was like, again, I think we had a purple parse on that one. So I think I'm good. And they're like, but wouldn't you rather use this? And I think it's just that because healing is a collaborative element of the party, a lot of times people feel the need to give feedback or critique to healers, sometimes in a really rude way without ever really looking into what the healer is doing, what, what they're actually like handling in a moment. And it's that whole healers adjust kind of thing, right? So I think 
it's great because as a healer, you can get the most love when you, you know, are feeling like you're on it and everything's going really well. But I think people also feel this need to like weigh in on the healing in a way that some of the other classes don't deal with. I've gotten to a point, uh, I've, when I was younger, and I say this because it was probably 10 years ago, I can remember instances of me being like, I need healing, heal me now. And so now I've gotten to the point where even if I need healing, I don't say a thing. You, you, <laughs> yeah. do not, you do not don't, ask for healing. You do not Don't piss ask me off. Healing. I'm working on it. No. You can take one more hit and I know you can. Yeah. I, yeah. You don't ask for healing. You just don't. Or like if something goes wrong, that's when you like afterwards say like, oh, hey, I noticed that we had some trouble with this here. Is there anything we can do to help? Like if yes. we have something yes. like mantra, yeah. can I like, or, you know, is there maybe something that we can time here? But it's, it very rarely is that tends to be that people just like jump immediately to the, well, you didn't do X while they don't even look at the party list. And there's four people dead that you're trying to res because yes. you have to have them alive for the next mechanic that the whole party has to be. I, I the best part. Hmm. What's the best part of that is when the damage that's standing in something says, well, why didn't you heal me? And I'm like, well, why are you standing in that? Because <laughs> you're being dumb, so you don't get a heal. And yeah. I always tell my DPS, I'm like, if you need to eat something because you're a black mage, you need to tell me ahead of time that you're going to eat it. Because yeah. like, then I will heal you or give you a Definitely. hot. Definitely. But I miss Stonchi. I miss that We used to have a black mage that would make his choice and stand in things. And if I knew that he was going to make that choice, I could put a stone skin on him. And then, wow, you're going to survive. But I need to know ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> So that's right. mine personally. That's my, my personal least favorite. Yeah. My least favorite thing is people telling me, just heal. You chose the healer role. Mm -hmm. Has that <laughs> happened to you in a dungeon? Like you're doing damage and they tell you to just heal? Has that happened to you? Uh, a party wiped because they were standing in AoEs and they died. Oh my gosh. And they told me, just heal. The tank was not really using their cooldowns appropriately or interrupting the bosses, like the, the mobs that buff themselves so mm -hmm. that their attacks do tank damage, like tank buster damage. Yeah. And the DPS were sitting in the middle of all the AOEs and exploded. You can't heal and a one shot. I can't heal a one shot. <laughs> Find yeah. something dumb. Uh, and you can you can back me up on this, Demetian, if I do this or not. Yep, yep. If I do something dumb, I will apologize. <laughs> well, I usually hear something along the lines of, oh no, oh no, oh no, and then I know that you've done something. Yes, like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna die, oh, I'm gonna die, or, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's my, what I'll hear. My favorite thing to say is, I can't heal stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I know, right? I see in chat we have a couple mentions of that as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. And especially it's a different game. And I've noticed that I get that a lot whenever I'm going into, especially like lower level dungeons. Um, I've had people say the same thing. Why, why are you casting? Just honey, focus on healing me or, you know, whatever it is. And I will usually ask, and now again, this is not 100%. So this is not the case for everybody, but I'll usually ask them out of curiosity, are you a player coming from WoW? And that sounds like very petty they at first. Like, whenever I ask that, they are you from WoW? Do not admit it. <laughs> They'll either admit it outright when we join the dungeon. They say, I used to play WoW, I need help, or else they will not admit it. Never. I've, they will never I've say I've actually it. had help. really, I've had good luck with it because a yeah. lot of times I'll have people say to me, yes, or like if I'm streaming or talking about it, um, people will go, yes, I, I am coming from it. And then I'll say, I totally get it then because 
in WoW, although it's not the end-all be-all, especially in some later game stuff, there is a big mentality in that community that all you do is heal. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Like the, the mobs and the um, you know tank control has to be a lot tighter. There's a lot of different things that go into it. And different MMOs all have different perspectives of what the healer does. And 14 is kind of unique. And it's unique for a lot of classes because I do think that fulfilling your end of mechanical execution is much more important in 14, like talking about the DPS and things like that, because when you get to end game, the entire end game is about mechanical execution of fights, right? Yeah. It's not like, you know, Guild Wars 2, where it's really about responsive, fast-paced combat that you do on the fly. It is about executing a precise dance. So there are certain things that have to be expected from that. And the same goes for healers, where you're in a game where DPS checks will be very, very brutal and very punishing. And sometimes having that healer DPS, it shouldn't be the end all be all of the DPS. It shouldn't be your make or break. Yeah, but it is nice. It's like icing yes. on the cake. I was once I was once in a party. This oh, this is a <laughs> once in a static a long time ago yeah. where i got told because our dps were underperforming so much but they were friends of the party lead and he was like i don't want to talk to them about this because they'll feel bad so i just need you to do three thousand more dps when i was oh, no. when i was already i was already at the top end of dps for astrologian and he was like can you just eke out like three thousand more to compensate for them and i was like no i cannot I don't think it's physically possible. I was like, unless you add more abilities to my astrologian bar oh, I see and get me kicked out of the here. game. I know um, I'm not like the podcaster, but how do you guys feel about Super Bowl Live? Oh. Okay, oh. so so <laughs> if I know my tank, if I if I if I know the tank, or if I ask the tank, hey, please use your invul in yeah. a pool. Like, let me know if you're gonna use it if you can and please use your invuls. They are there to be used. They are cooldowns. They are not oh shit buttons. I need to plan for them as much as you need to plan for them. Especially that one. Yeah. 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 I don't now, like <laughs> The funniest thing ever is that I, me and like one of my tank buddies, we go in and do dungeons together and trade off healing because that's kind of what got me wanting to do more healing. And, uh, we go in there and we use our invuls on big pulls. We take the huge big pull and we've never had an issue with Super Bolide until like a couple nights ago. I know what happened already. I've been addictioned yeah. and then Super Bolide yeah. and I was like, oh. <laughs> That's the only reaction you can have. Oh. Uh -oh. Well. And I was like, at least you weren't on Dark Knight. <laughs> Look, that's the thing. I actually don't care about Super Bolide. And part of it is because I'm playing White Mage this this tier. So for me, I've got like six things that I can use depending on the level to deal with Super Bolide and it's not a problem. I the actually one... like Super Bolide more than Living Dead. Yes, yes, thank yes. you. What got me this expansion is the fact that Dark Knight is being played again. First up. So yeah. when we were looking at Dark Knight and Stormblood, it was very rare. It was very rare that, especially in endgame content, you saw people bringing in Dark Knights. There were a it was bunch of reasons. mostly a warrior, right? 
Warrior was huge, and then Paladin yeah. was like a preferred off because you got a lot of DPS potency out of them, and there were a bunch of other reasons and all kinds of stuff, right? And but, Paladin's like a king of uh, yeah. mitigation. Mitigation for days. So Dark Knight really was not being run very actively unless somebody loved the class and just loved the feel of it. Unless they're like me, they like the red triangles, but they like the Dark Knight armor, right? The yes. big sword, yeah. So <laughs> cut to me in Shadowbringers. And I had been trained because in a lot of those fights, warrior hits, you know, uh, home their gang. home gang. And you were told like as a healer, you have to Benny. I was, I played a little bit of white mage on a different data center towards the end. And people were like, you have to Benny right after that hits um, because otherwise they won't survive the next whatever hits and all this stuff. And so I was so trained to do that. Cut to me in Shadowbringers, uh, Titania X. We have a Dark Knight, because Dark Knight's good again, everybody's playing it. And I'm like, I'm going to be a very good healer. And their their health goes down, and I was like, benediction. And then our tank just <gasps> yeah. Dead. yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I was like, why? What? Who did it? I we don't, had our Dark Knight, he would like call up the ticks. He'd be like, okay, I need to survive three of these hits before he can heal me. And he would count them out for me before I press benediction. And we had to do it yes. that way. And now he's I, a gunbreaker, so. I hate, I hate it. I'm going to say it right here. Living Dead <laughs> has the longest time of invuln of any of the tanks, which makes it great. But I hate it because you but get the healer anxiety going, right? Like it is. Like, because I get into things like Titan, that last phase where you're at the very end and there's a three tank hit. Yeah. in the middle of that phase and we raided yeah. the dark knight and there have been times when we were learning where i'm like doing a million other things trying to res people and then i hear the like clunk clunk and i'm like oh, oh my god no. was that two or three was that two <laughs> oh, no i oh, could no. wipe the i could wipe the, the whole encounter party yes. right now if i, if I do too soon and my butt cheeks clench so hard yeah. <laughs> and i hit the benny and then everyone dies Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel that on a spiritual level. Like I thought, like the, uh, when I first came into Shadowbringers, I thought, oh my god, I hate Super Bowl life. This is the worst because the first time I see it, it's not I bad. Did a, I did benediction before he used it, though. Yeah, like oh. it's so still that was my not first bad. Time. It's still it's better than Living Dead. It's <laughs> better than Living it's Dead. I did come to like it. Yes. <laughs> No, so that's Especially my feeling. Because uh, our tank is very vocal when he uses it. He's like, I'm yes. going to use this soon. I have used this. Yeah, yeah, he'll let me know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can at least recoup from, from Super Bowl Eye pretty easily, even if you've yeah. used other things, with the exception of a few, like Ast, like we were saying, who just doesn't have as many off global cooldowns or responsive heals. They have essential dignity for that. So it's, yeah. it's sucky because the big problem I find now is Living Dead is the worst with an Astro in a dungeon. It is the absolute worst because if you're not at level 80, you don't have two charges of essential dignity. If you're, if you're not at level 80, you have to use then Sinistry, Benefic 2, and Essential Dignity. And if you're high enough, if you're like level 74, uh, use Celestial Intersection as well. Just to hope that that's enough to take it up. I don't want to waste Earthly Star on that. I don't want to waste Earthly Star on that if it's yeah. like one enemy. I don't know. Yeah, you have to like burn everything you can if you're not level 80 and hope that it's just enough because tanks have significantly more HP this expansion because they buff mm. the HP cap for all the tanks based on the bit stats. And because healers have the mind trait removed from their traits when leveling, that makes it even harder to heal. And Astro doesn't have the buff to their heals. However, the potency of the heals has been increased, but that doesn't help if 
you're you don't have largesse because you're yeah I'm, i missed that one I like there's that. so there's so many little things that make astro just the most difficult to level at level 80 <laughs> it's great minus being a vegas card girl but <laughs> before that it's kind of painful to get to that point yeah yes, yeah no absolutely. i agree 100 percent cool I've, I've i have told no complaints about scholar yeah i have no <laughs> complaints about scholar i just want to be able to dps more <laughs> i actually uh i have not been a big scholar fan uh up until this point but after leveling astro and then leveling scholar I was like this is better scholar <laughs> feels not kind only of like even in comparison but just the way it's balanced now mm -hmm. i it it's more intuitive 100 percent like for me, scholar scholar feels a lot more like Stormblood Astro to me, yeah. Which yeah. is weird because you have changed strat. Think of that as your once every so often buff, kind I of like how I you would AOE that. AOE like uh, balance. That's the one time I forgive the DPS for critiquing me when I'm playing scholar. Like it's a blue moon for some reason. I'm not a white mage, and I forget change strategy. And they're like, "Hey, scholar." And I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. Like that's the one time I forgive because <laughs> I do forget that I even have that. I have it right next to my Aether Flow because I use those on cooldown. Oh yeah, is that how you're supposed to do it? I don't even know how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> Arcane like, forget a knowledge. Some people yeah. tell me as white mage, you have to use SIs. That's the very first thing you use in any battle for yeah. most damage. You use it, you open with it. I'm like, okay, and I'm doing yeah. that. And then someone gets mad at me. Why would you do that? You shouldn't say no, that for when somebody needs healing. And I'm like, <laughs> ignore them ignore yeah, them I know. use it like on when... cooldown yes. <laughs> like aether flow you should be um burning your aether flow stacks enough so that you can use aether flow on cooldown because that's an mp recovery for you yeah and the stacks themselves help your fairy gauge which your fairy gauge can give you obviously fade blessing which is a nice almost indom level heal that's yeah. off gcd it also helps you with the fairy tether which is weaker than it was before noticeably but it's a nice region that you can put on a tank or some dps that decided to eat bad yeah <laughs> and you don't have that fairy tether if you aren't burning your stacks like you're supposed to and that's one of the reasons why i'm super glad they brought back energy drain because i would literally be like uh bubble on cooldown yeah. uh lustrate you have like a tick of health gone <laughs> i don't know aether flows back up <laughs> yeah. uh, so what were, what were we even on now what, what is your, we, we've already almost talked about this too but let's be specific yeah. what's your favorite new ability added in the expansion blood lily blood lily Blood yeah, Blood Lily. Blood Lily? Can I have two? Yes, absolutely. Recitation and Neutral Sect. Yes. Okay, Neutral Sect is, is very good, yeah. That's Those are good. both amazing, because having an on-demand crit adlo or an on-demand crit xcog, crit xcog is like, guess what? I don't even have to worry about you, crit xcog lustrate. <laughs> <laughs> And neutral sect is like, I'm going to do everything, okay? <laughs> Are you looking forward to Alliance Raid when you get to use XCOG again in there and you're not just getting Crystal Tower? And then <laughs> the other healer that you don't know, the stranger healer, doesn't let it explode? That, that I'm that literally... Makes so mad. It makes me <laughs> do you so know what angry. The symbol means? 
It makes me so angry. Like I'm gonna have to go into uh, roulette. Bring your friend with you. Yeah, with the co heel that I know, so I can be like, if you touch them when my ex thogs on them, (laughs) I'll slap you. We will. Yeah, I'm gonna stop healing. Yeah, it's it's your fault. It's your problem now. I love the rework to the lilies. And I think for me, that was the defining factor between white mage and um, astrologian for me. I mean, all my other qualms about the astrologian rework aside and the flow of it, uh, I just feel like for so long, people have been saying about white mage, if we're going to have a pure healing class, let's make it all about the heels and or just the sheer potency, right? So heal and DPS, let's give it something. If it has no other real utility, if it doesn't boost something, buff something, like let's give it a reason. And I loved that they listened to that because it just feels good to play white mage. And and it feels rewarding. In After a whole off. X-Pack of being the worst, yeah. I know, really like nice. <laughs> it just feels so rewarding to me um, to be able to go in there and use those. And previously the lilies were so useless how does this like even work you didn't even think of them it's like someone would ask me okay when do i what do i do with these lilies like back in the other expansion i'm just like you just don't even pay attention like who cares Gosh. yeah they were useless like they were aesthetically fun i guess you're like yeah the aesthetic is great and don't get me wrong i'm playing final fantasy so i'm kind of here for that to a degree right <laughs> yeah. the aesthetic is important to me but they were so impractical in any kind of actual execution you're sitting there yeah. and you're like okay so if i Okay, I don't even need the heals that I already have. But if in a tiny window of time I need a little more, mm-hmm. then I guess I will use the thing with the that they trigger sometimes and I'm gonna cool down the other abilities last time, but yeah, and it doesn't it's matter like if I have three to... or one, like it wasn't worth <laughs> making your rotation rotate around that stupid little mechanic that barely did anything at all. I'm so glad yeah. that you- I mean, the only thing that I really used it for previously was to get more of a cooldown on a size because I just wanted to spam it more so that I could get more damage and I could get more, you know, MP back. But it wasn't even something where I really needed that or, you know, it was just it was so arduous. So now that we have it actually being something that leads to a DPS payoff in a class that naturally has more overhealing than I would say the other healers. Right. Yeah. It just it's kind of built that way with all the heal over time you have. If you're trying to pace and plot stuff, you're going to usually be a little bit higher on the overheal. Though, of course, you should be still working to bring it down. But I love that now I can just be like, I'll overheal all day. And that Lovely. will be for DPS. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, had a, I mean, yeah. kind of a fun experience because I, I switched to White Mage uh, at the beginning for my, my dungeon heals at the beginning of Shadowbringers because Astro, that's all you have to say about that. Um, uh, and I, I, I built up to my Blood Lily, and I used it on a big pack, and it crit, and all their HP went, Whoa. and the tank goes, <laughs> what was that? Like, in, in voice chat, and I'm like, I did that. That was, that was me. You that ever wasn't do, the um, DPS. Don Meg? <laughs> if you do Don Meg as a healer, like, if you're leveling maybe with trust or with your friends, you know those little coils, those little thorns that thorn everybody down? One yes. ass size, one ass size is all it takes and they're all gone, all of them. It's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And it, it feels good because I feel like it gives white mage a place. Um, and I and I like that. It feels like it's been in a better place than it has for a long time. And I mean, I think that especially if you're doing end game content, like we were saying earlier, um, before we really got into the discussion, I've had some of those blood lilies crit. And if you're, you know, pacing it, 
where you're lining it up with other buffs in the party or your own pot window or stuff like that, where you're doing comparable damage to some of the black mage abilities. And it's just like, is that too much? I don't know. Maybe you guys have more thoughts. We but... don't do it that often. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, very, yeah. It's, like, it's like three minutes between, right? Or yeah, some people yeah. believe that yeah. you shouldn't do it at all, so it won't get nerfed, right? <laughs> my, my biggest thing with the Blood Lily is that the people that want it nerfed need to realize that not only do you have to wait a certain amount of time to get enough lilies, you also need to consume those lilies on heels. Yeah. So yes. it actually yes. makes white mage more of a thinker since you have to be like okay how long into the fight till i get to use this how much damage is going out during these points can i get these lilies out at these times so that i don't have to do other gcd heals or off gcd yeah. heals and will this help save my co-healer gcds as well you have to yeah. actually start to think about that if you're optimizing and i don't want anything about white so white mage i didn't like during stormblood because i didn't like having to sit there and cast because healers have to be more mobile than that for mechanics yes yeah if i, Especially if like I was, kefka yeah if, yes. if, 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 oh if my I god i hated kefka on white mage it was bad that's that a later question yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's one of those things that i'm like it is it is so good don't change it don't change anything your 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 damage in that one thing spread that across uh three extra gcds so a total of four gcds and it's actually not that much it's not but it gives you something to build up to and like my yeah. jokes about overheal aside exactly what you said everything that arcane said all of that 100 because i feel like it's more of a strategy game now and i think they designed those lilies so well because you're right it's not something where we're just over healing to generate procs it's on that timer so you know like if we have this window of damage i can pace this i can plan this and i can also give my co-healer a bit of a break in those moments where i'm going to be like look i know we have this window coming up so i'm just going to pop these here you do whatever you need to do and I've got this portion or um, in those high mobility areas, I think it saved white mage from some of that stuff that bogged it down in Stormblood where you were really powerful, but it wasn't always needed. And your cast time outside of using swift cast to just throw heals on people, it was so frustrating. Like a size was your big thing. And almost any white mage that I would run with that was like planning end game content would almost never have reses available because they were always using swift casts to try and negate some of the mobility hindrances with those large heals that they needed to do. So this, I think, has really freed white mage up to be so much faster. It feels so much better. Yeah, it does. Like 10 out of 10, best job. Like best job adjustments. <laughs> Stormblood to Shadowbringers. White Mage takes the cake for me because yeah. I actually will have fun with it now that I can actually have mobility. Yeah. So because I play was, Black uh... Mage if oh. I wanted to just cast. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> that was that was our, our favorites. Um what do you think needs to be changed? Do we want to start with Astro? Did we already talk about Astro? I'm pretty sure we, we talked, talked about yeah. Yeah. There's only one other thing that I would want besides like cards being fixed because it's a hassle and a half. But also, um, what's it called? Horoscope. Yeah. It's, I don't even know what clunky. that is. It's very clunky. Horoscope is essentially similar to old confessions. Oh, gross. Why then? 
Yeah, it basically puts a thing on you. You have to do a GCD heal to proc it into Helios horoscope. And instead of acting kind of like XCOG where it automatically heals at the end of the duration, you have to hit the button. Otherwise, you lose that extra heal. Oh, you know what else they should change? Like, I don't have Astro at 80, sorry. But you ever try to, like, you have the last seal you need and you're ready. You're like, okay, I'm going to have this divination before we fight this boss. You toss that card. That person wasn't in combat. Goodbye, last seal. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they need Thank to change you. that. They need to change that. That genuinely, this sounds, I feel it like made such... me I had baby rage. I had I know. gamer rage. I feel so overly dramatic about this, but that was one of the reasons why I ended up stepping away from Astrologian as my like yeah. primary healer this expansion, because there were so many times where I had planned. I was like, here's the seal. I've got it. I'm ready. I'm yeah. liking the swing. I'm kind of getting into this new thing. And then I'd use that card and it just would not trigger. And I'm sitting there going, why, why, why? What? Where? Like, I know the solution times. is get good, but come on now. Uh, how am I supposed to know if this person is in combat or not? I'm in combat. I'm fighting. How come this person is not in combat? It probably didn't register as you in combat then. Yeah. Because that's the or key. Or they weren't in combat. I don't you know what need it to is. be in combat. You oh. need to be in combat. You both need to be in combat. I, just uh, need to I don't get think good both somehow. need to be in combat. Prior, prior I, to any changes, you both needed to be in combat. 100%. Yeah, because I know for sure you have to be in combat as well. But battle only Aether Flow. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that. It's either. the same thing. It's the it same is, thing. It is. And I, I kind of see why they did that. They like wanted you to have to do these things during the battle and not have like a minute of prep before you start something. I yeah. didn't mind the minute though. Yeah. No, I mean, it's for me, it's kind of, you know. Either or. I get why they did it. It's kind of a pain, though. It's more. I feel like it's more of a pain than a solution. So get yeah. rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah, well, like, I should just have the stacks to start then. Yeah. yeah. Give me the stacks to start then. Oh. I mean, I think... Button and it's like, here's your start button. Go. Have fun. I think that all of those pale in comparison, though, to the fact that you can't use rescue outside of combat. <laughs> And I, I understand why. <laughs> I know why. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. want to kill people. Let me rescue them when they're but not. You know in what? Sometimes it would be really useful um, if somebody's yeah. like AFK and they're standing in crap, and you're like, "No, just just come here. You're not. You didn't hit anything yet. You're you're dead. Okay. No, Zen. Yeah. We don't need it. We don't need it. No, I know. But in those very small situations where you know your friend has gone AFK, you're like, I would like to help you, but I can't. If you're in combat, just put a region on them, then rescue them. But it does oh. drive me nuts with Astrologian because one of my oh. favorite things about the flow of Astro was the fact that like when I would be going through dungeons, one of the biggest things for me with Astrologian was that it was an ongoing game, right? So you're between poles and you're already thinking ahead to like, what can I draw? How can I line it up? How can I? And of course, now we don't necessarily need that because we know what everything is going to do essentially. But with the seal game, it then becomes kind of frustrating because you can't always prep. You can't always be like, I know they're going to do a big pull here in this next bit. So as we're on the move and while I run, I'm going to auto run and I'm going to line these cards up and I'm going to get this ready. I'm going to get these seals ready. I'm going to have this pop ready for everybody. And it's just, it just <laughs> makes me feel like 
Astro had such a fun speed to it before. And now it's kind of, I love Arcane that you've been calling it the like Vegas card dealer because I feel like it's a little bit more stationary with that. And it just doesn't feel like it's as on the, on the fly anymore. I thought of a, a situation uh, for the rescue thing. Uh, way, way too many times uh, in Palace of the Dead. Somebody's not in the teleporter thing. They're in the room. They're not in the just. But there's nothing. You're not fighting anything because you're trying to teleport. Just come here. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's one that would be acceptable. (laughs) Not realistic, but I want it. Uh, So I guess we overall feel like healers are in a good place, with the exception of like three things. Yeah, Yeah, and I mean. All of that said, I still feel like minus a few little things, like we talked about the tweaks with Astro. We talked about the fact that a lot of the DPS rotations have been sort of simplified, which is good and bad. But I think that, you know, there are some classes where maybe they could still let that DPS shine a little. And I think, uh, well, I hope that uh, by simplifying it, they were hoping to make it easier for people who were nervous about DPSing. People yes, who yeah. maybe wanted to add that support by DPSing, but we're like, if I stop paying attention to healing, then I'm going to tunnel and then somebody's going to die. But yeah, now, now I think maybe yeah. they'll try it. I think it definitely made it a little bit easier for people to just get into and yeah. starting fresh tackle healers. Um, and I feel like I have seen at least this expansion and everybody, again, contradict me if you want to, but I have seen all three healers being run really liberally. Like, Almost every party that I've been through or a part of or are static, people seem to be bringing in all three, which is which is really nice, I think. Um, there isn't have... no white mages allowed sign on the clubhouse anymore. Yeah, they <laughs> yes. took that down. Yeah, yes. but I find that there's a lot fewer, there's either fewer Astros or fewer Scholars, depending on where you're playing. Like on yeah. Crystal Data Center, I feel like Scholars don't exist because every party has a white mage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, white mage has a white mage. Uh, (laughs) And uh, my static on Aether has white mage Astro, which is kind of weird, but completely. That's what we run. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird because Scholar's Scholar's toolkit is so robust, but we want people to play what they want to play. Exactly. That's why why our, our static has... Wait, yeah exactly and yeah. that's why we have it too and it's so sad because i want people to try scholar more because they still have this mentality of scholar is pet management and i'm like no it's not as bad it's not as bad as you think it is <laughs> the worst part about scholar for me uh was i because i was unfamiliar with the job because i didn't play it often when it uh the tooltips were like executes Feywind. I'm like, I don't know what that does. <laughs> See, it's funny. But they're fixing that, right? It, it's it's like that now, but before it would actually say what the ability did. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't say executes Feywind. It actually said executes Feywind. Feywind increases, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speed, essentially. But I, I think they're going to fix that. I hope they do. They because it's terrible right now. Well, yeah, because they do have Feywind in there. You look it up, don't you? But you can't put no. it on your bar. Feywind doesn't exist your... anymore. So, so oh. we're referencing something that doesn't exist. But like, you can look it up, but you have to go into your actions and then scroll oh, all man. the way down to yeah. the ones that can't be assigned to hot bars. Because and let's be real, no one's doing that much research. Actions and people don't know what they do then because like, Fey Illumination is no longer what it used to be. It is a combination of uh, 
whatever the other fae that they took away from Eos was. So it does minor mitigation, like 5%, and then healing up. Well, I, I try and uh, just put them in the same spot as my weight mage abilities, but the scholar yeah. kit has so many like different things than the other two, because I feel like the other two you can swap pretty easily, but scholar is like, you want to be a little confused? It's different. <laughs> it's easier than it seems. Like I actually have my hot bars set up for all three with similar abilities in the same spots mostly. The only differences I have is my major DPS spell and white mage is where chain strat is. <laughs> because that's where I'm gonna pay attention to if I'm on white mage. So that's where I'm gonna pay yeah. attention to when I'm on scholar. Um, and on astro, that's where I have sleep draw. Yeah. And AOE buttons stay with the AOE button, yeah. single target stay with the single target. And then I have like some extras off to the side because there's extra on Scholar. No. Have you PVP'd as Astro lately? I, I haven't lately. I need Ooh, to. Oh, you should. Because you could just use Benefic one and then it makes your next cast instant cast. Yes. So you can just Benefic one forever. Like I was doing some training feast with a friend of mine because he was like three feast wins away from getting his Garrow mount. He's like, well, come on, come and help me with this. And I said, sure. And I went in as white mage. I just got rocked again and again. So yeah, white mage is good, but not good in PvP. And I went Astro PvP, and I was like, I wish this was a real mechanic. Because <laughs> this is so props. cool. Yeah, that's Like, yeah. honestly, so cool. ooh, actually, that would make card dealing so much easier. Yeah. I, like, I realized it's very OP, but it was good. <laughs> Like, I mean, give me your Astro, reason. Astro needs something, like some little leg up somewhere. Yeah, they need yeah. something to just sort of fill out either, like if they're gonna stay the same with the cards, they need something to fill out those holes in the kit that the old cards used to at least somewhat accommodate for. Um, or if they rehaul the cards, which I really don't see them doing anytime Ooh. super soon. Again, but they just did, yeah, they won't. Yeah, but if they Someone. were to overhaul them, then that would be Someone in chat said using cards should give Astro back MP. That would be so nice. Or divination gives us back even, MP. Even so if it's, it's just like a much. little bit. Like or yeah. constantly throwing out cards. Yeah, like if it's a tiny, tiny amount for throwing out cards, that would be a second wave to recover MP. Or if you made it on Magic sleeve draw three. or divination. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the other two have three. And like I've been in alliance raids where Astros don't use a single card. Like, not even one. So if they did give back MP, that would make people actually Want use their cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. All right. Let's, uh, favorite piece of content to heal. Ooh. Or, or style. You can make it a little broader if you're not sure. I like Savage, even though I want to cry. I still like it. <laughs> Dungeons. Yeah, Dungeons. Dungeons. I actually really love healing dungeons because if if i know my tank i'm like use all your cooldowns let's do everything <laughs> i am oh, wall to wall i want to be forced to heal <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of what i do love that i love trying to test how you can push the limits of both kits to sort of see if you can if you can race through i wish we had mythic plus like really hard four-man dungeons wouldn't that be fantastic that's what i want yes 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 i oh i want that so bad i've been saying it for a couple x packs now where i'm just like give us something that is 
like a savage foreman. I'm like getting dungeon. into her other questions here. I'm ruining her other questions. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's um, good. I, I think I but, skipped that one because. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But um, favorite content probably savage as well. I do love. I love doing like speedrun dungeons, and those can be a lot of fun. Um, especially if you have a tank that, like you said, you have a really good rapport with. It's fun to work really close in tandem to execute ridiculous things. Um, I also love healing savage. Some fights in savage not as fun to heal, but for like the X death. Most part, let's give you some black holes. Let's make everyone have one HP. Like, oh, why? Who? Why? Why do they for, do this? To that's me? that mobility I'm still thing. Yeah, I'm still seriously. haunted by it. For the most part, I love that Savage pushes to the limit your kits and planning in ways that you don't always get to in other content, um, which is really fun. Uh, and then I also, weirdly enough, really like healing Sprouts. I like doing mentor oh. release. Yeah. And I like going in and working from the perspective as a healer to like help the party out. And sometimes it's really fun because some of my favorite runs are ones where we wipe a hundred times to just nonsense, but you have to really like figure it out together and really help people um, adjust to something or they're not in like top tier gear. So they're and honestly, you know, no other role can do that. No other role can yeah. carry a group like a healer can, like a <laughs> group of sprouts. I mean, like when you get into a sprout dungeon, God forbid you get a sprout healer who only heals, doesn't damage and then doesn't heal at the right time. And everyone is dead. Like you definitely have to be the healer when you go in there to do that R yes. veil with all the sprouts. One of my favorite dungeon runs ever was, um, I actually wasn't a healer in this one. I was playing DPS because I was leveling Sam. And I went in and we had a, a full sprout party except for me. And we had a sprout healer that was so far beneath the minimum eye level for the dungeon that this, I've never seen this. It was insane. I've never seen this before oh, or after. How did they get like, in? Leveling was, dungeons have no minimum item level requirement. Oh no. Okay, and sorry, anyway. No, they were so far under that they actually, like, their single target heal could not heal at a pace that even vaguely dealt with it. And we were in, um, oh, the one with all the ants and the chimera at the end. Oh, um, Cutter's, Cutter's Cry. Cry. Cutter's Cry. Cutter's Cry. Yeah. Which is also like a level break dungeon for tanks because they're dealing with these multiple mechanics and all the party because you're dealing with the in out mechanic. And they like, I literally did not think we were going to be able to feasibly make it through this dungeon, but we started just breaking down the healer kit collaboratively. And I was like, guys, stick in here. We can do this. It took us to the last five minutes of the timer on the dungeon, but we went through every single fight and broke down every single thing that they could do. We talked about what heal over time was. We talked about how you can do CC so that we could like, you know, talking about that knockback sleep, like how oh, you can- yeah. This is warming my heart right now. Like it was amazing because it taught me something about the fights in the dungeon in a way that I would never think of being a player who's geared, kitted, you know? Mm -hmm. And we made it through with five minutes left, but it took every damage mitigation skill Adventure. from every person in our party. It took this knowledge and discussion about like, you need to double hot. Okay, when he does this, what are we gonna do? All right, well, you didn't do it last time, so we all died, so here we go. <laughs> yeah, I had a Malak as well like that. Like, you know those mechanics, if you haven't done Alexander Savage, like those beams that zoom out, it looks like you should be standing in front of it. And then we I had this poor healer, she did her best. We did get it, but we did wipe five times before we got it because the mechanics were just, they threw her for a loop. She had yeah. a sprout. Like, I don't know how you have a, well, yes I do, you boost, right? And there's mm -hmm. a lot of boosted people in Shadowbringer. Yeah. I had more sprouts in Shadowbringer dungeons than I have in the old ones. Like way fine. more sprouts. No, that's amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. They boost, yeah. I've actually I had think... more and more people uh, like offer up, hi, I'm new. 
I don't know what I'm doing than yes. ever before. Uh, even just the I other appreciate night. that. Yeah, no, it it it, it changes the way you're thinking to it because you go from why aren't you doing this to oh okay no that's fine I can help you out with this yeah it's amazing I think there's a knee-jerk reaction especially at higher levels in MMOs to judge if somebody fails something messes something up is new all these different things and I hear so many arguments about that like well if they're new but they don't listen to what I tell them then they're at fault and all this stuff but sometimes like it is this amazing opportunity to reevaluate roles classes and content in a way that you just would never think of otherwise and to also be a really good advocate for the game and just like get people into it yeah those Um, three people who were with you are probably like, oh my gosh, the community in this game is so helpful. It was amazing. And by the end, I was like, okay, so this is how you can get and go to this vendor and you can talk to them and you can use the market board and you can use all these different things. But just so you know, you can check the eye level at blah, blah, blah. And like, it's just cool. Like, I will never forget that. Um, and I think people sometimes look at it as an inconvenience when it can actually be something outside of just clearing content that is a really um, important memory in a game and can be so You've helped those people and then by helping them, you've helped every single other person they will ever do anything with. Yeah. (laughs) And like all their other, because people don't typically, like when I find whenever I get a group of one new person, there's typically two or three new sprouts. There's two friends that are new together Mm -hmm. playing, right? So it's good that they could teach their friends too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was fun. It was fun though. Uh, My... I'll weigh in as a pseudo, just mostly dungeon healer. Uh, my favorite content to heal is the 24 man, because I feel like it's a little bit more difficult than the uh, the dungeons. In dungeons, I definitely feel like I'm just like, what is it? Holy, 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 off GCD, holy, 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 right? Um, <laughs> yeah. But in, in 24 mans, you have to pay a little bit more attention. You have all these people uh, to, to take care of that are doing mechanics that are more difficult than a dungeon. And then you also have the other two parties. I loved Dunscathe as a healer. It was everybody's nightmare, but it's Funscathe to me because the (laughs) amount of times that we would go through a fight and then I would have to res half of the entire alliance. Even just the first fight, the first boss, that first encounter. (laughs) I'm impressed if I don't have to res four times. Like... It's so fun. And some people might hate it. I don't know. But I remember, like, I was playing White Mage and Heavensward at that point. And I remember that there were runs because, like, you just had more of the mana to do that. And you could, you know, kind of negotiate it where literally the run would be saved because the healers were resing. Or off of that, right when Eureka was very first released. And yeah. we went out to, this is, this is another memory that will stick with me forever. We went out to um, the Cyclops field. And it was all these people who were super underleveled and we're all just trying to fight there in this huge train and we get there and we're parked and there's like there had to be i mean almost the full server at this location because it was one of the very first times that the cyclops boss had been triggered and we're all like around him and everybody's like anybody know about this one And everyone's like no i don't even i haven't even seen it on the official boss list yet okay let's do it and it was a field of corpses yeah 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 (laughs) Even after people know how to do that, it's still a field of corpses. It was the most amazing thing I've seen. I like it felt for the first time in the game like healers were actual medics because so many of us had hung back because we knew it was going to be a bloodbath that then people were calling on the field, medic, medic, medic. And like all the healers were rushing in and literally going from corpse to corpse, just trying to get enough people up so that we could continue. Mm -hmm. And it was such a visceral like feeling of being a healer in a way that like I haven't experienced in the game. 
And then you get really the title sucks. Good Samaritan for raising yes. 200 people. And that's where you get it. Eureka. Yeah. I can't wait for a new Eureka. It's going to be fun. I think with some tweaks, they could make that really cool content. And they were like, they were tweaking it as they went. And I think Baldassian really kind of led to a cool um, possibility for zones like that. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most difficult slash least favorite content. I, I would say not least favorite, but most difficult, challenge runs. Um, there's challenge runs that people like to do of stuff. I've done light party for extremes. Mm-hmm. I have done light party for alliance raids. <laughs> These are some of my favorite things to do because it's harder to heal because it's only one healer. You don't have anyone really to rely on. Less DPS. <laughs> Less DPSing, and because there's fewer people, any stack mechanics mean they're gonna hit harder, uh, and stuff that, like that. Yeah, that kind of stuff reminds me of just normal content and Final Fantasy XI, which was really fun. <laughs> it's well, like my not favorite now, thing. but back in the day, it's, it's one of and, those situations where I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. Uh, the no, no, the, uh, the the thing could very quickly turn on you and. One person doing one tiny thing could save the day. And if you're that person, it's so gratifying. You're like, yes, I did it. I feel like the opportunity is pretty high on healer. But please continue, yeah. sorry. Yeah, just challenge runs in general. Because I know I've done, um, the other day, I was all like, two tanks and two DPS. We could totally do a leveling roulette. We got Stone Vigil. We had to like sw- tank swap repeatedly <laughs> to make sure we could keep each other alive in our leveling roulette. We took on the like boss and at- we cleared the dungeon still in the time it would take to do a regular leveling roulette. That's, nice. that's how fun nice. it is if you can get a group to do challenge runs that are just odd. And I know I've done uh, all tank expert roulettes those are hilariously great. What is yeah. what is the one with uh, the chicken palace of the dead? The actual dungeon, though. It's like um, Tantara. Yes. Tantara. Uh, I did a complete healer run of that, which was pretty <laughs> easy until the very last fight, and then it's very hard. <laughs> like oh one of us, gosh. like because the whole time you can basically not really coordinate who was going to heal. But at the end, it was like, after four tries, you are the healer. You heal. <laughs> uh, and I used to have a, a kind of a static that would do uh, expert roulettes. And uh, we'd switch jobs around. But sometimes there would be not enough communication. So we'd end up with three DPS in a tank uh, in expert roulettes, which is still relevant content. Uh, but this is when Black Mage still had physic. <laughs> so one of us was a Black Mage. And they had to physic heal the whole dungeon. <laughs> was that Castus? It was Castus, yeah. It was Castus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I think he told me about that just the other day. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought of it. But uh, it, we made it through. I do not know how, because physic is crap. <laughs> oh my it was God. fun. It was really fun. Maybe not for the person who was physicking at the time. <laughs> I think I said this earlier, but yeah. Um, in, in reverse to the sprouts can be so fun, which they are, and I love it. Um, my least favorite to heal may very well be Orem Vale, like at, I mean, essentially minimum eye level when you have like a brand new party of people who are just doing it for the very first time. And you're like, I, uh, I don't have half of my AOE abilities. I don't have half of my heal over time abilities. I'm just, 
And they're oh. like, let's pull everything in this big first room. You don't have to. Please don't. Please, <laughs> Please don't. don't do Those it. mobs are wandering. Don't stand over there. Come over here. Oh, God. Oh, and the freaking, the, the, the voice, not voice, uh, the breath thingy, the, what, you know what I'm talking about. What is that called? Yes. The, the yes. Morbles. Morble breath. The, the more we have to eat the fruit. Please yes, the eat thing the where you fruit. have to eat the fruit. Put it, put it in your mouth, and, and they put don't it get in it. your mouth. Pick, hole. pick one. Put your butt towards it. That's yours now. Don't eat anybody else's fruit. That's rude. And, and it's like anyway, the worst when you're like sitting there going, "Eat when you have two stacks, but not on the next fight. Not one. Two stacks. <laughs> oh what is my that gosh. Thing called though, like like yellow mist that goes out. Not bad breath. Kirby, oh, it's not gold bad dust. No. Gold, gold dust, gold yeah, dust, gold yeah, dust. Yeah, that's the debuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the debuff. that's the thing for the fruit. You've got it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the worst, and it doesn't feel good to heal, and it always sucks. So there's that one, and um, I mean, like we were saying, there are select fights that I am not super fond of from Savage, or you know, mm -hmm. some extreme primals as well, where I'm just like, this is so annoying as a healer. <laughs> But um, then there are also ones that are super fun, and sometimes I like the ones that other people hate. So probably my it just my depends least on what favorite. mechanics click with you, right? Yeah, I I'm a weirdo and I like Hello World. Hello uh -huh. World is so fun. No, I hated Hello World. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because I all I can think of is E3S because we call uh, the the. Uh, Pepsi crazy Man? stuff that happens in mm -hmm. E3S. No, no, in Eden. We call it Hello Whirl. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's a thing, yeah. It uh, is like we that. call it, what do we call it? Slap Chop and ShamWow. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> and the first one is Slap Chop, and then because yeah. it's different, it's then the ShamWow, but it's the same guy. <laughs> and then the, the storm thing with the rain coming down, that rains down mm -hmm. in Africa. That's my favorite yeah. call. I love Best it. call out. It's Wedo Crater. It's like Panto Crater, but it's Wedo Crater. Yeah. We Weto called that crater. Panty Raider. Panty Raider. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. It was Panty Raider. Yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's probably would... the best part, right? Just making up <laughs> dumb names for stuff. Yeah, I feel like I love the mechanics that most people find really arduous. Like you, Arcane, like, hello world. I love trying to figure that out and execute it. It is so neat and I love it. And I was also a huge fan of Halicarnassus. <laughs> like, I love that fight. It might still be one of my favorite fights from like any raid. And almost everyone I know hates it with like a vengeance. I didn't I, mind it. It was all right. Sorry I loved it. <laughs> oh no, you're good. I just loved that. Um, you had so many distinctive phases and it wasn't a test of like RNG. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of other fights after that we had, it's, you know, RNG, like, let's see if you get this mechanic or this mechanic. I loved the Halley was just extremely precise mechanics in this long progression. And as a healer, it was fun to adapt to those because you had to really figure out, like, especially with some of the things where you were ending up where like one tank is halfway across the arena and then you've got this other tank. And like, in theory, I should probably hate that because it's not convenient as a healer, but I loved getting to use kits creatively. Like if we put a star down here or sinistry, which I was like, when have I really, I mean, yes, you use sinistry, but when have I really used it in like a make or break situation? And there were a few phases in Halley where those tanks were split or things were happening where you could really, really get some good usage out of um, some unconventional heals. And 
I thought that was a really neat way to kind of do it, which is also why maybe I'm pushing for the like, give me a raid where we can sleep <laughs> some sleepy enemies. <laughs> like, let me put them in a place and tuck them into bed and put them to sleep because give me some reason to use this mechanic, please God. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely probably the best part about the major healer changes because they reduce, they remove the mind trait. You have to do more healing, which means you have to use more of your kit. And since our MP pool is smaller, you have to press your lucid dreaming button and your other yeah. buttons. I feel like they've done a good job of making you have to actually use everything that you're given rather yeah. than press one button, press one button, mm -hmm. press that button, press another I, button, press one button. I yeah. kind of wish we had a healer like Discipline Priest. I kind of want to do damage and that damage heal people, but everyone's like, it's so hard to balance. They're never going to give it to us. I'm like, but I, I would love that. But I want I it. it. <laughs> I, I feel, feel like, like it would unbalance it and it'd be like every group needs to have one of these. So that's probably why they never would do it. I mean, but. I think it would depend on the like pace of the, like how much damage you were doing for one. Like yeah. if you were doing on par with a DPS, then yes, like you're not, you would not, it, the whole game would be broken. But I mean, yeah. if there was some kind of payoff for doing attacks and that payoff, whether it's buffs or heals or, you know, whatever it is, I think it would be a cool way to have a class that plays like a DPS and that DPS might be interested in trying as a healer but that you know gives you heals. very hard to balance though it yeah. would be hard to balance they'd have to definitely mess with it um the potencies but... would have to be very low or yeah. or they could make it like an off gcd thing where you have to be having an off gcd active for your attacks to actually affect them mm -hmm. you can do that because you're already not going to be pressing <laughs> heal buttons if you're using an off gcd yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that would be sense. interesting so let's get to the very last question. <laughs> what overall job do you think is the most difficult? I wonder. Healers. Healing. Oh. Healing. Well, yes. <laughs> I would like to say DPS because I know that they have to do like math formulas and shit, but it's like I have to do that and <laughs> players are off my the mechanics. Field. That is off yeah. the field. You, you yeah. learn your rotation, you learn the best rotation off the field, and then on the field you just execute it. And yeah. I've, on heal on the field, healers are doing their rotation or whatever is similar to a rotation, whatever you want to call it, and also saving your butt, saving everybody else's butt. <laughs> yeah. Cleaning yeah. up your messes while also DPSing and healing with mechanics. Okay, but weirdly, <laughs> like this is gonna be weird. You guys can totally laugh at me if you want to. I feel way more comfortable going into a pug primal party as a healer than I do a tank because tanks. Groups do things differently. Tanks stand in different spots. The last time I went into a, like a farming group as a tank, I stood in the wrong spot and everybody was pissed. And I'm like, well, no one's dead. It's fine. This is where my group does it. And they get mad. So like, I get mad, like tank anxiety. And I'm just like, oh no, I can't do that. I'd rather heal it's than funny. do that. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm like tanking is easy. The key with tanking it's, is yeah. verify what, where everyone's supposed to be at points. Yeah. And then you just sit there, pop your cooldowns when you're supposed to, and keep pressing your buttons. Move the boss. Like people are really, uh, people are very critical of where you're standing as a tank, though. I didn't expect that, but I got that, and I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because if there's any cleave mechanics, you're gonna yes, make yeah. healers very upset, which is where yeah. we go back. The to... last time I tanked seriously was like a Realm Reborn, and we did oh, we did extreme Garuda, and I was solo tanking it as a. Oh, pilot. that's super important. It though. was really fun, and I did it very well, and it was so much fun, like. 
dodging the slipstream was just so much fun. It was you fun. should come back to tanking because uh, this X pack tanking is brain dead. Oh, so I can't just mess it up. It's like easy to do. It's extremely hard to mess it up unless you're in Titan and cleaving everyone with Stone Crusher. Oh, yeah, that, that, streamlined that. it with like a machete, right? Yeah, like the yeah. only tank that it feels like you have to do a lot is Gunbreaker because it plays like a DPS. But mm -hmm. even then, your main thing is still just, you don't even have to think about aggro. You just pop tank stance and you're good. Yeah. You, yeah, I just want you guys to know. Oh, sorry, keep going. Yeah, like it's, it's, there's not a lot going on with it now. It's so much easier. Your rotations are one, two, three. Your mm -hmm. cooldowns are all the same across all the tanks, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's a tough question for me because I think there's always this discussion about what role is the hardest. And I think for me, it's, it's less like what role overall is absolutely the hardest and more which one would be the hardest for you? Yeah, like, definitely. Because yeah. don't get me wrong, I do think that healing has a lot more to it than people like to give credit to. And I think that it is one of the harder things to really be good at. And not just good at in like a, I've done this fight a thousand times kind of way, but in a, like, I can go into anything and respond on the fly and be really natural and, and you know, still execute and still do damage and still bring together all the components of healing. Like, I think it is one of the harder ones to do really well because the skill ceiling can be very high for a healer in Final Fantasy. But I think that each role has its own area that it tests you in, right? Like you guys were saying, DPS- it depends on how your brain works. Like, what yeah, does your like brain click with? DPS is going to be about rotation. So it's about knowing how to eke out DPS at its heart and execute in a way mechanics in a fight that will give you the most uptime, that will give you the most of your rotation and how to build your kit and tools and um, all the stuff that you have around that to do that. It's cons, like it's easy part is easy, if you will, is that that's really your only thing you have to do. Like <laughs> you have to do that and do it real good. And that's that's it, right? Like you may have a few utilities that you can use if you are playing more of a like dancer. There's gonna be a lot more that goes into that. But like a pure DPS is gonna be about that execution of mechanical skill. A pure tank is gonna be about game sense, right? It's gonna be about like how you position, how you know an instance, how you know to time your, you know, cooldowns, all these different things. You have to have really strong game sense to like lead people through dungeons, lead people through fights, and then be able to communicate with people about that. Like you were saying, you get into a savage fight and you're going, okay, where does everybody want this? Great, I'll do that. And where do you need this? Great, I already know this, so we'll figure that out. Like, and if you're a really good tank, you're also paying attention to how you can optimize positioning for healers and DPS and all this other stuff that, doesn't seem a part of it at first but is but again the downside is that it you is. have a limited you got like a limited kit and in a lot of savage fights you're gonna really just have a few things you do right like you're not gonna be super mechanically punished and then healers I was are gonna kind of say for dps i feel like maybe less so than previously but the mm -hmm. the thing for dps is like you hit the buttons that make the thing hurt and you do the mechanics like, yes. DPS will get more more mechanics. I feel like at the point of maybe X-Death, they were like, tanks and healers need a little bit, not more yeah. mechanics than DPS, <laughs> but a little bit more to do. I think something. Yeah. Yeah. From black holes yeah. on, I feel like they've given them them more to do. And then like- Gotta give your, everybody one HP and then yeah. make you run around. <laughs> with, your, with your tanks, you've, you've always had your yeah. tank swaps, always had your tank swaps. 
And yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I actually enjoy when they add in um, a mechanic that makes both tanks work together. Like that stuff yes. in, in Titan. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I love that. Or even some of the ones where like, <laughs> you know, you're having these different debuffs that cause different reactions. And like, I think that's really neat. Um, I mean, healers are going to be about that, like, overall like multitasking having you know awareness of like the field and instances like your party members do you have this one person who's constantly taking damage do you have like you know you have to have really good awareness and be good at juggling things quickly um so for me that makes healer i think the hardest because i mean not everybody gets that and tunnel vision's a real thing yeah, and some people are it, handling their own stuff and healers yeah. are handling everybody's yeah like it's really natural to me and that's why i think i love healers whereas tanking is like i've I feel like i'm beating my head against the wall every time i tank <laughs> i just feel like, like you're like a you're a da you're a dps you're damage as a tank and you're allowed to like stand in two <laughs> mechanics you can stand in two things before you eat shit so it's like <laughs> you get that tank privilege right yes yeah Tank is hard for me. It just isn't intuitive, but. Well, that was our last uh, our last question. We made it, we made it through. Uh, oh does anybody gosh. else have uh, something they want to add about, about healing the role quest or the role itself? I, I got like a light bulb moment when right. you were talking about spatial awareness, Rook. <laughs> if you've played tank and you want to try healing, try Scholar. You have to have spatial awareness for your pet. So you might do better on that one. <laughs> hey. Give it a go. Give it a go. I guess I have one question for all of you. Okay. How did you feel about not having dedicated quests for each job? I was sad about it. I know that a lot of people are like, oh, it's such a trudge. You got to trudge through it and whatever. I was like, but I liked the individual lore. Like the level 80 quest was nice and whatever, but I kind of wish I had. Okay. We got, we got, I'm just like hearty. We, we, we got one. Yeah. Um. I I enjoyed it. I thought it it was good. It was I was a nice change. I I didn't hate the the quest previously, but uh, having to stop every two seconds to go and do the quest and get your especially when it was like get this quest or you don't get an ability. Uh, yeah. yeah go do the quest all right now i can go back especially if you're leveling with people and you're not quite at the same uh threshold it holds up other people and i hate that yeah yeah, yeah. i play too many characters that's my excuse <laughs> all right uh so that's it uh Did arcane would you would you like to tell people where they can find you Hi, I recently changed my name to Arcane Arts. You can find me on Twitter at Arcane Art or Arcane underscore Arts TV. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Arcane underscore Arts. I'm a Final Fantasy 14 focused variety caster. I draw, I knit, I sew, and I do stuff in games. <laughs> arts, you might say. You might say. <laughs> Oh, the arcane variety. <laughs> <laughs> spooky, spooky. Uh, do you have uh, any info you want to share? Or you wanna, do we want to hide, Dimitri? <laughs> oh, I'm good hiding. No, I'm okay. totally good. I'm good. I'm just an anonymous Elizin who doesn't like Lalafell. I'm good, man. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to the both of you for joining us. This has been a super fun discussion. Uh, and our very first ladies only podcast. So making history over here. Rise of the ladies. Let's do yes. it. Yes. Uh, if you want uh, to get in touch with Gamerscape or HRI Radio, 
uh, you can email us at aetherightradio.gamerscape.com. Uh, tweet us at us at aetherightradio. Or tweet at us at Gamerscape. Uh, find us on Facebook at Gamerscape. And Gamerscape also has a Discord, which you can find via our website. <sighs> That's it. We you made did it. it. We did it. We made it. Uh, thank you, everybody in chat. You hung out and uh, chatted with us. It was a super active chat. It was a great time. Thank you so much. And <laughs> yeah, so many hearts. We'll see you guys next week for our discussion of the live letter. Goodbye. Goodbye.